Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop the beat. It's optional dialogue with episode seven. Everybody, move your feet and move your body. Wow. Oh, I'm still waking up. Right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a good song, all right? Let's good respect song. James's hustle. Thank you. Uh, right, I'm your host, James Smith. And today I'm joined by Mitch, the pending less offensive nickname. How are you, Mitch? Yes. You you, you wake up pretty early for these. Uh, do you like I, how, how do you look, it, how do you it, do it? Do you like uh, do you like throw some water on your face or do you like slap yourself to wake up? Uh, I I have <laughs> I I have actually slapped myself in previous weeks. Um, <laughs> I think it's just to quote John Wick, sheer fucking will that I that I get up. Straight <laughs> to a wall. Yeah. Twenty percent <laughs> skill, thirty percent water, to to hundred percent to remember the name, whatever, however that Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um I think it I mean look, to be fair, like on days that I have work, like tomorrow, I usually get up a lot earlier than this, so and, and somehow, so really, this I, is like I a holiday for you. Kind of, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Suddenly, I feel way better about asking you to get up <laughs> for this show. <laughs> yes. No. Um, so sorry. How are you today? Tired? I'm. 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 I'm tired. I'm okay. Um, but yeah, I, I was going to say I'm just essentially. You know, it, it's a rainy day. I've got people upstairs probably vacuuming or something. So if you hear that, then you hear that. Um, Sounds like that would suck. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. All right. Carry on, Mitch. No, I, just, I don't. Just don't acknowledge it. You, you know what? I think after Dory's comment, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. You He's know, out I'm just, here. I'm, I'm just going to end my bit here, you know? Uh, right oh, after okay. I let you know that you can find me on Twitter at Mitchop1012. Great. Uh, and I'm also joined by Mr. Sebastian Cardoni. How are you, Seb? Pretty good. Like I said, I'm on vacation, so I'm pretty happy. I get the next 10 days off. So I'm, I'm, I'm like as happy Loving as the can dream. be. Loving yeah. the dream. Everything's going pretty chill right now. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LittleSeb93. I just passed 1,700 followers. So I appreciate Woo-hoo. everybody. That's a big shot. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And I'm also joined by... Uh, our fan of people in funny costumes pretending to hit each other is Dorian Ford. How are you? That's right. That's me coming at you live from the city of fuck Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Um, that's right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Bobby Kotick, especially. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, uh, uh, hello. I am not on my vacation yet. I have to wait till mid December for winter break and then I will just be working. But, uh, That'll be nice. Yeah, I'm sure it will indeed. be. Uh, where can people indeed, find you? Indeed, indeed. People can find me at declare192. I was going to say that my uh, at is uh, fuck uh, Activision Blizzard, but since I have this cool little background this week, uh, I just made the joke there instead. Just a little Great. background, you know, a little, little behind the scenes for everybody. Uh, like but yeah, it. you can find me at Twitch and Twitter, declare192. Uh, and you can find me at Untitled Smithy on Twitter. 
Uh, and I also feel compelled to let you know that we go live with a new episode of this podcast every Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, right here on youtube.com slash dialogueboxyt. So if you want to throw insults at us while we record uh, and catch the pre-show, which isn't included in the audio version, we cut that out. Uh, that's how you can do that. Or if you're listening to this live uh, and would prefer to catch an audio version, which is kind of the definitive version of the show, as I say every week, uh, be sure to search for Optional Dialogue on your podcast app of choice and subscribe to us there. Uh, and one last thing, in case you didn't know, we have our own Discord server, a link to which you can find in the description, uh, where you can talk to us and other incredibly smart people about games, movies, and really whatever else you want. I mean, we don't police that stuff. That would be weird. Uh, you can also ask us questions that we will read on this very show. Still uh, days without a question for the podcast. Mm, probably in the thousands at this point. I don't think we've had one since we rebooted, at least. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. What a shame. Um, anyway, some housekeeping real quick uh, before we move on. Uh, this is going to be the last regular episode of the podcast until next year. Uh, so we're taking next week off because it's Thanksgiving in America, which puts two of our four members down and out. Uh, and after that, we're going to be using, because I mean, scheduling is so tough. We're going to be using our usual podcast days to record our game of the year discussions for the two weeks after that. Uh, we're going to be doing that not live. So I'll be uploading them before Christmas, hopefully. Um, and so that's what we're going to be doing then. And then after that, uh, we're going to be taking kind of the uh, the rest of the year off for Christmas and New Year. Because uh, nobody wants to be recording podcasts on Christmas and New Year. Um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, just got you all caught up on that. So also, some more housekeeping. I want to uh, make an apology, personally. I want to make an apology to Back for Blood. Uh, so when we did impressions on the game, I made a whole thing uh, about input lag <laughs> and how it was... <laughs> The game has terrible input lag on Xbox. I've since discovered, after experiencing the same thing on Halo Infinite, which we'll talk about later, that uh, it wasn't actually anything to do with the game. Uh, it was my TV's display settings, which were not set correctly. So uh, I just wanted to apologize to Turtle Rock for getting that awfully wrong and blaming you and your hard work. Also, uh, the last piece of housekeeping before we move on, uh, I just wanted to congratulate Forza Horizon 5 for getting 10 million players in its first week, which is the best launch in Xbox history. Yeah. Congratulations. All right. Woohoo. Yeah. Nice. Love the enthusiasm, guys. Thank Woo. you. Yay. Terrific. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so this week we've been checking out Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Halo Infinite Multiplayer, and Battlefield 2042, the latter two of which we'll be pitting head-to-head -to, -head to see which is the best sci-fi competitive team-based multiplayer first-person shooter to release this week. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a tough competition, I think. We're also going to break down the uh, recently announced nominations, sorry, nominees for uh, the Game Awards. So, Jeff Keighley, if you're listening to this, stay tuned to find out why you're wrong. 
so that's all to come. By the way, uh, sorry if I seem a little lower on energy this week. I'm dealing with some health stuff, so uh, it's got me feeling kind of drained. Uh, hopefully it doesn't affect my podcasting too much. Um, yeah, I got uh, these uh, antibiotics uh, that I'm supposed to take for the next week. And they're these huge tablets, like the size of like the tip of my thumb, uh, like just huge things. Incredibly difficult to swallow. It's just ridiculous. But uh, speaking of hard pills to swallow, uh, Dory, <laughs> what were you looking at with this uh, Activision thing? <laughs> it's shit, James. It's fucking shit. It's all shit. Um, so we talked about Activision Blizzard a-, a couple of months ago, back when it was really starting to blow up. And then we didn't we didn't keep with it because stuff was starting to die down. It didn't seem like things were going to go very far. Um, you know, the state of California was suing Activision Blizzard. Uh, investors yeah. were um, starting to worry about profits because, of course, they were. Um, workers were striking, but it didn't seem like any of their demands were getting met. Now uh, we've had another walkout. Uh, and we've also had a letter from the shareholders, uh, which followed a Wall Street Journal support report uh, that apparently – Bobby Kotick, who is at the head of Activision Blizzard, CEO, uh, was aware of sexual misconduct allegations at the firm, uh, but did not inform its board of directors. In fact, actively tried to hide those allegations and misconduct uh, from everybody in the company. Um, the Activision Blizzard uh, board of directors responded, uh, saying that it remained, quote, confident in Bobby Kotick's leadership. So that should tell you everything you need to know about the fucking board of directors. Uh, you know, I've been saying for a while that Activision Blizzard really just needs to be, um, you know, not not literally, but at least figuratively burnt to the ground and some new worker uh, based, uh, you know, cooperatively made uh, organization should rise in its stead. Um, but mm. barring that, um, there have been walkouts, like I said, around 100 employees. Um, there's also a petition that has about 15 percent of ABK's which is an organization, I believe, demanding better worker rights in the video game industry. I can't remember exactly what ABK is. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, about 15% of um, a huge swath of people involved in the video game industry basically uh, calling for his uh, termination. Uh, And then the protesting employees are also uh, issuing several demands themselves, including that Kotick be replaced and that the company undergo a review by worker-appointed third party. You can check out all this stuff uh, by the Washington Post, which has to, a couple of articles I'll, on this. I was going to say, just just to say, are, are the like big industry people, like, I, I, I know, I, I'm pretty sure it was it Sony's CEO or someone, and then you have, um, fuck, I forget his name, the head of a- Xbox. the, the Phil Spencer? Phil Spencer. Yeah. Were they calling for yeah. his termination? Because I'm pretty sure they were just, like, at least, you know. It, they're, I mean, they're, in, they are re-examining Industry, their business yeah. interactions. I yeah, think that's James... What said. That's what I was going to say. They're not going to yeah. outwardly yeah. say we're done with them because they can't. Yeah. Do, really no, do I was going to say, yeah, I don't think they It's the closest can. thing they can say. I, 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 I think uh, at least with Phil Spencer, though, considering, you know, like his, his stance on other things, I think he's probably at least somewhat internally thinking the same thing, though, that Bobby has to go, which... I mean, hey, you know, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Cause I mean, it's I don't an absolute. Yeah, I don't think PlayStation says that lately, considering how huge Call of Duty is on PlayStation. So. Mm. Yeah, that is true. I, I, I Call of Duty Vanguard is the lowest selling Call of Duty in quite a while. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, I, yeah, think, I don't know if that's directly I think PR, this, but I think it plays I, a part. Yeah, I mean, especially for Sony, I think PR-wise, Activision on all fronts is pretty much in in the shitter. Like, I don't think, I I don't think, like, for every maybe, like, 15 to 20 negative comments I've seen about Vanguard, I've probably seen about one positive. Um, so that doesn't say a lot, then I don't know what does. Yeah, it's a bad game. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I think at some point, at least for Sony, I'm hoping that they'll go, you know, like public PR and the way, you know, players and whatnot view it at some point, we've got to cut them loose or at least, you know, lessen our ties with Activision, which I think, I, I mean, to not to spoil Knives Out too much, and this is going to be a really weird-ass tangent, but essentially... I hope Activision has that thing where it's like they've just got everything stripped from them and then they have to rebuild themselves from uh, probably not humble beginnings, but well, just rebuild themselves without any of the shitty people that are currently in charge. I also think PlayStation Xbox are saying that just because if maybe they feels like he's he's going to be let go. It's inevitably he's going to be it's inevitable he's going to be let go and then yeah, the relationship will be repaired in a couple months when someone else steps in. Yeah, I mean, I can't I mean, see any. Yeah. Um, I can't see any future where he isn't let go after this yeah. shitstorm. It's just not. I mean, it's are. and it's not just that. Like they, they also had um, the Wall Street Journal article also had a, uh, an accusation from 2006 that Kotick threatened uh, one of his female assistants, left a threatening yeah. voice message. Um, I, I'm not going to say the whole thing cause it's just pretty nasty, but basically some pretty violent shit. Um, and then when they did have a, sp- this is the last bit of news and this one comes from IGN, um, a spokeswoman when that did happen, cause I remember like, uh, uh you know, she was, uh, talking more and more, uh, Jen O'Neill was talking more and more for Activision. They were trying to use that as like a front and blizzard was, uh, but she was basically tokenized, which is not surprising. She wasn't paid as the same as her male counterpart until mm. she threatened to leave, basically, uh, and go elsewhere. Yeah, so um, that was the uh, the head of Blizzard, right? I believe after, so. After, I believe it was one of the spokes, uh, spokespeople, I think. After J. Allen uh, Brack left, the two people who were promoting, yeah. I believe. Oh, yeah. I, w- I was going to say on um, Jeff Kaplan as well. It's a former Blizzard like, co-lead. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I was gonna say with on Jeff Kaplan as well with um, or at least with Blizzard. I was gonna say I'm like I I'm pretty sure because I, I if I remember correctly in his I guess you could say resignation letter or something he said something real ominous like don't take the world from as you want it to be but as it seems or something like that. Um, I, but yeah, it turns out he I, was. Oh, what are you gonna say? Yeah, I I know. I think to be fair, that's more of an overwatch kind of thing because he was the director of overwatch i mean oh yeah sorry overwatch not blizzard but i think i mean at least i mean from what blizzard makes overwatch yeah i know but like that's what that uh quote was uh yeah likely in reference to i mean apparently well because at least from i forget who but there was another i i watched a video on this but essentially at least even if that quote was not directly connected to it jeff cap part of the reason jeff kaplan left was because he was fed up with a lot of the 
uh, not necessarily, I'm not sure if it was necessarily all the stuff that's come out now, but at least just the corporate overhanging and interference that he constantly got from Activision on the project. But yeah, I I was going to say he's just another unfortunate category. Definitely not as bad as, you know, some other people tragically, but just another unfortunate cat, um, unfortunate. Was there I can't speak this morning. Someone else take over me. <laughs> Resignation, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> it it goes back to what I said, uh, not on this podcast, but one before, uh, that there's no way they don't see all this craziness going on. Like, they maybe, like we, we talked about this when people were literally crawling under the desks, and there's just yeah. no way they didn't see this on camera, and there's no way he, he wouldn't have been involved or covered it up. Like, there's just no way he wouldn't have I mean, known. You know what I mean? Because like, this doesn't surprise not, me at all. Not to mention, considering the fact that, you know, like, it had a frat boy culture. Part of frat boy culture is constantly mm-hmm. just sharing your, God, I hate saying this, but quote-unquote achievements and just sort of like just saying, oh, you know, guess what he did or guess what I did. You know, like it, you gossip about it. You chat it up and say, yeah. hey, you know, guess what they did. Like there's no way they didn't know, especially Kotick. Yeah, for sure. Especially Kotick, yeah. 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 So I, I, I totally agree with Seb and I agreed with him the last time you brought this up that there's the people up top can sometimes be blind in a lot of ways. But when abuse is this rampant, it's almost impossible for them to be to unless they are literally turning a blind eye to it uh, or or choosing to ignore it. Um, then there's almost no way that they're not aware of it. Um, often mm-hmm. this stuff is brought to PR um, or brought to managers or just voiced. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you're supposed to, you know, as as the higher up, do something right. about this shit. Uh, but clearly, Bobby uh, had better things to do, like count his millions. Um, yeah, do a fucking Scrooge McDuck. This room, I, we, we've always uh, we've always kind of known uh, that Kotek is a scumbag. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah hopefully they. I mean, I mean, look at those eyes, of... everybody. Look at those fucking soulless eyes that he's got going on. Dude yeah. is on something, and it's not just like drugs. I mean, that dude is like on like some <laughs> evil shit. Yeah, I mean, so hopefully <laughs> this is like the final yeah. nail in his career hopefully, coffin. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I mean, so. I mean, um, r- the sad thing is that rich and powerful white men are like really protected class. And so I don't know if anything's going to happen, but I hope so. Sure as hell. So he, was, he at least needs to get thrown out of the company. If not anything else, I was going to say, I, I admire the fact that you guys think that he'll definitely get fired. Like, I think there's a high chance, but I can also easily see it just being, oh, I'm going to, you know, take a step away from the company for X amount of time and get my stuff together. You know, return to keep them on. I mean, I don't think he should be on in any form, but I think to some extent, at least from how the shareholders see it financially, his, Mm -hmm leadership has been very successful for them up until now that's the thing though mitch uh even the shareholders are saying that they want him gone right like oh, the, okay. the board of directors yeah. the board yeah. of directors are the only ones defending him from yeah what the, there's a difference oh. between yeah i should have been more clear about that the board of directors is against him but the shareholder or or is for him but the shareholders are against him because he's uh he's starting to impact their profits and their yeah. stock I mean, prices yeah. and shit like that this, definitely, yeah definitely this, this whole PR. case 
this whole case reminds me. Uh, you guys don't probably don't know this, but you know, you, you guys, uh, Dory, do you remember the Penn State scandal? Oh with yeah, the with coach? the coach. Coach. Yeah, yeah. like this. This yeah. is what it reminds me of because you know, like, f- over fifty kids got molested in the span of like Jesus. twenty years, and the head coach didn't. He he didn't know. Uh, and then he, you know, he was a legendary coach, and then he got in trouble because obviously he knew about it, and he just let it slide. I think this, this case, this case has a lot of similarities to that. Right? Like, yeah. there's no way people on top don't know. Yeah. Like, even if he, even if he didn't do it, like the fact that you let it go for 20 years, in the in the case in the case of the football coach, uh, Joe Paterno, Paterno, mm-hmm. but. Same thing with this. This has been going on for what, 15, 20 years? 15, 15 years, yeah. At yeah, least so, 15 years, right? Yeah, so you're, if you're the face, he's the face of it. So he, yeah, he has to, he has to go. Yeah, yeah you so know, Kotick really was in the uh, 2011 film Moneyball. Uh, was he? Yeah, he was. I, forget, uh, I mean, I forgot that. It was, it was now, so, I'm it never so going to watch that movie again now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, this is even. What, even it more was reason so weird. not to watch it. Thanks, James. It was so weird watching that movie uh, and just seeing him pop up. I'm like, son of a bitch. I think it it's that like the guys. Leonardo DiCaprio meme where it's like, hey, look, you know, look, look at that. <laughs> um, hey, look at that shit bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is obviously <laughs> the scan. Laugh. I mean, how people were treated is definitely bigger than the games itself, but he was a scumbag even with his anti-consumer practices. I, and, I, 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 crunch I, and... I was going to say, before we move on, I don't think remove, I think Kotick, even though he's a major symptom, I think he's only just a symptom of the larger issue or disease with Activision. Like, I don't think, I mean, culture-wise, who can say? Like, I, I doubt it's going to be a major change yep. unless literally all, like, all the offending parties uh, excommunicated essentially from the I, company. It's definitely, oh, I feel like apparently, it by the way, by the way, the money, industry. the Moneyball uh, uh, stuff. So apparently, he was a friend of the director and wanted a favor. Uh, so that's what that's how he got into that movie. That's how he got into Moneyball. Damn right. What that typical? <laughs> I think it, I yeah. mean, you have to. He, it's so toxic to even have him around. You have. I think you have to. I, I, I feel like Activision is going is going to have to spend at least five ten years repairing their image. And yeah. being is the most friendly PR company imaginable. They have to be, I th- which I think, uh, yeah, they, they need a total makeover from top to bottom. Like it's going to take a long time to recover. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work to do, and getting yeah. rid of him is a start. Is a step, but it's, a, it's, it's too big to fail. Obviously, because they're just it, too big to just yeah. end. Obviously, but it's, it's a larger cultural him, issue. It's, it's yeah, not obviously, just yeah. yeah, of course. Obviously, getting rid of him is not getting rid of the culture. But I think if heads need to. to, if heads need to roll. His is probably the best you can hope for. Why? Why yeah. this is? It is the culture, and obviously, it's just one company. Activision's is one of the big three, and so this would have a major effect on the industry. If, I think. If, I think if, this if would more CEOs start getting called out and shit like that. Yeah, I think. I think this would help push other companies like fucking Ubisoft in a, in better directions exactly. as well. Have, yeah, because um, after whatever, whatever what happened after Ubisoft and now this, like you know what I mean? Like you know, EA yeah. sure has skeletons in the closet too. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I was, Activision Blizzard is probably the worst company at this point. Just just ahead of Ubisoft and just above EA, which is just I mean, mm-hmm. at, like I remember when Battlefront came out and like EA was scum of the earth, and now it's like oh, yeah. Activision Blizzard make that stuff look like yeah. kid like child's play. At, at least that literally, was about game stuff was. and not about sexual yeah. assault. And, yeah, I've actually. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm probably gonna uh, regret this 
probably, you know, knowing these big companies, I'll regret saying this later, but uh, I've, I think I've heard that EA is actually a pretty decent place to work. So I, I feel I, like I've heard that I, too somewhere. Like it's as, not, as much as their public, they've image mostly is been not, shitty to like their subsidiary companies. That's why I remember yeah. them being in the battlefront yeah. uh, gotcha stuff. I haven't heard much about their workplace personally. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't. You don't hear much about the workplace. Is, is, is there anti-consumer like practices yeah. like the microtransactions and and squashing uh, the dead space? Uh, you yeah. know, developers and all the other yeah. developers. Yeah, it's, that it's mainly what they do with their IPs and stuff. Yeah, right? piss people yeah. off. Not mm. so much the culture or culture. But I mean, maybe maybe it does happen. I but I haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if yeah. there is. Yeah, we can only really hope that it doesn't. Yeah, um, but we should probably move on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and... fuck, fuck Activision Blizzard and fuck Bobby Kotick. Yeah, here, here. Uh, so Seven Door, you guys have both been playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, catch, battle, and trade. Incredible Pokemon. And don't miss out on an epic experience coming for the first time to Nintendo Switch. I've been, I've been playing. Sorry, James. I've been playing it. Seth has been living it. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost at the end. I've only, y'all. I'm only two and a half hours in. And Seth, how many hours do you have? Um, twelve hours. Twelve. Yeah, he's got, like he's got, he's got like almost like seven, he's got more than seven times, six times me somehow. Yeah. I'm on the seventh gym. So I, I'll probably uh, how did you, like, so how did I'll you probably do this? Tonight. How did you do this? Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just good at these games because I've been playing them for 20, what, 27 years or whatever. It's just years. weird to me that you're just so far. It, it just came out yesterday. So I'm just, yeah, it's like, really easy. How, I think that, I mean, uh, obviously it's easy. I, if I, if I kept a lot, I just, I don't know how you made time for it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know I had it all. I had today off it's Saturday, so uh, okay. that helps. That makes sense. But, but mainly, just uh, I usually I pick I usually stick with certain Pokemon. I don't like I'm not one of the people that like like tries out different parties. Like I know which Pokemon in that generation. I know what works. I know what I like. You know what I mean. So I, I when you stick to the same party and you level them up at the same time, you pretty much get ten levels ahead of all of everybody else, and you kind of just cruise through the game. Pokemon yeah. games are just pretty easy. They're, yeah, they yeah, they're are. kinda like I, ba- they're kinda like baby RPGs. Baby's uh, first RPGs. Baby's first RPG, I was thinking that too. Yeah. Mm. I I really love Pokemon in general just as a comfort food game. Um it's exactly. really easy. It's it's exactly. I don't have to think about it that hard. Um mm-hmm. it's a great podcast game. I use that for Pokemon exactly. Sword. Mm-hmm. Um I like I don't need this to be challenging. I know some people were complaining that the experience share is completely shared, but honestly, I don't mm-hmm. Like I, I, I like that I would have liked it to be optional just for those people who wanted a different or more difficult experience. But I like it. You can turn it off, Pokemon can't share you? experience. I'm pretty sure you can. I don't think right? you, can. I, you can. I don't think you can. I've looked in the settings, there's nothing for it. No? Okay. Yeah, uh, it just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it, it makes it, it a lot easier and it, it you don't have to do it, it really feels like the people mm. who want that are like, oh, when I was your age, I had to walk uphill in the snow. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't no, do old man, like we don't need to do the, that anymore. All the Pokemon get experience now. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. And I've been there since day one. So yeah, uh, for sure. Same, I, same. I, I, it makes it easier, but it, it's still the same. It just it just makes it faster. I think I think that's a better way to put it. Yeah. It just because you don't because uh, you don't have to it's instead of like doing one at a time and then running to the Pokemon Center, one at a time, running to the Pokemon Center. You just yeah. levels all of them up at the same time. And it just yeah. makes it a lot better. Because I'm like ten ahead, because I spend the time to grind too. I, I just know I know the mechanics of how RPGs work that that I just know how to take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like I can see I, this, this game's gonna be a little more challenging for another person that doesn't spend the time to grind and yeah. doesn't understand the mechanics of that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, even when I even when I speed ran, uh even when I did a speed run of Pokemon Sword and beat it in what was it, fifteen hours or twelve as opposed to my thirty beforehand. Um, like I I was just uh cruising through it, I mean, pretty well, and I wasn't really taking time to grind and I wasn't taking time to catch a lot of Pokemon. It was pretty dang easy even then. Uh, and I was still, when I was a little under leveled for those later fights, those later fights got a little scary um, because I hadn't been grinding as much. So that actually became a challenge. But everything else was still really, really easy. I su- suspect this will be the same. Um, I'm actually playing this with Kim like I was Pokemon Sword. So we're going to be taking our time. And uh, we just got out of Jubilife City. I think I'm playing it on a Samsung TV that has uh, an, OL, uh, an LED or OLED. Um, and so the colors are just very vibrant right now. Uh, I had to like shield my eyes the first time because it was like, I was like right next to the TV and I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. It, um, it's not the yeah. best looking game, but it's, it's pretty, it, I like it. It looks pretty good. Yeah. I don't, I don't get up into the graphics stuff with Pokemon. I'm not here for like an incredibly gorgeous game. I know some people really want their trees to look really, really good, but like that doesn't bother me. I don't care. It doesn't bother um, me in this game because the chibi style, it, it, yeah. there's, there's nothing that jumps out at you that looks awful. Why sword yeah. and shield, you can tell they, they cut corners too much. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's also because they have that yearly schedule that is just killing them. Like it is any other company, like it is for the 2K games. I mean, you always have to cut corners in those kind of games or just keep it the same um, just, yeah. to, just to keep people happy. Exactly. I mean, this game is uh, – it's it's really the definition of nothing new, obviously. It doesn't yeah. do anything different that I haven't seen before. It's pretty much a Pokemon game that we played for the last 25 years and uh yeah. and i have no problem with that actually because like dory said it's a comfort food pokemon those pokemon games are just really fun games just like when you're watching a movie or something you're watching a show or listening to a podcast you just yeah you, you yeah just these are, these are yeah these are easy breezy games that you don't need to think about too much and i and i like that about pokemon i don't need anything to be super challenging or super difficult um yeah the graphics are fine and the music is is kick-ass as always uh and the pokemon look fine and uh you know the the gameplay is the same as it always was pokemon diamond i think i've mentioned this before but was the last pokemon i played before i took like god i don't even know a 10 year however long it's been since diamond 10 years um but yeah 15 years yeah 15 years so i took a 15 about like a 13 year break from a from Pokemon before I started playing Pokemon sword or around mm-hmm. there. I did. Uh, so yeah. this is, this is very nostalgic for me because this was the last game I played before sun and moon X and right. Y and, and sword and shield. It wasn't my last, but it was the last generation where I was like, I know I'm always been a diehard fan, but like that was when I was really diehard. Like I kind of fell off after that. Yeah. Generation. Same. Like, yeah, no, I, think, no, I think I still played all X, Y black and white. But I wasn't like hyped for it like I was yeah. like back in the day where it's like Pokemon. I had Pokemon curtains, TV, you know, like t- all the videos, tapes, curtains, yeah. blankets. I had towels, the blanket. Yep. yep. You know, so on and so forth. You had all the merchandise. Pokemon was literally everywhere. Took over the world. The closest I ever seen to that was when Pokemon Go first came out. That yeah. kind of took over the world again. That's how it was Man, in the late that nineties. That's that how it was in the summer. late nineties. <laughs> I tried. I couldn't. Yeah. I kept getting Raditz everywhere. <laughs> um. Anyway, so, um, it's just more yeah. of the same. It's more Pokemon. If you love Diamond, you're probably gonna yeah. love this. Um. If you're one of those people who's gotta 
flip and complain about everything Pokemon these days. You're probably not going to like it. Just don't play it. Yeah. So you can complain on the internet some I, more. Right. I get the I get the complaint, and yeah, like sure they could have added the platinum uh, the platinum storyline to it with Garantina Garantina and all that, but sure it's a little lazy that they left it out. Obviously, there's a little more story to the games, but you know I haven't played these games in 15 years, so I have no issue having Diamond just playing regular Diamond story. And uh, this, I like I really like the art style. I mean, it's very basic chibi style. You know, it's nothing groundbreaking, but I I quite like it. It's just it's just like a nice little charming game. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not moving mountains or anything. It's just, it's just a fun game. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's a very solid eight out of 10 fun experience. Comfort food is the best way to describe it. Um, it's not going to probably want to make my top 10 list or anything, but I can't put it down. Honestly, it's, it, it's addicting. Although why it is uh pretty easy. It's still, uh, you know, that Cynthia fight's going to be hard at the end. Like, it always is. Like, she has, like, level 80 Pokemon, so... It, 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 Pokemon does have its moments where it gets challenging. Like, you like, remember remember the end of uh, uh, Silver and Gold and Crystal when you had to fight uh, Red? And he was, like, level 80-something. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Those are one of my favorite parts is of Crystal is when they really paid off, like, the earlier arcs and yeah. stuff like that. I don't really mind that they didn't do the platinum stuff because I never played platinum. I think after Diamond, I was pretty much done with Pokemon. I was like, okay, I kind of get the point of these games. And yeah, that's the common. I feel done with it. But I, but I, yeah, but I totally, I totally get why people would be bummed out that they didn't include it. And uh, you know, I'm not saying people can't criticize Game Freak. I think it's just overdone at this point. Like, I'm like, I think Game Freak has a lot of, yeah, a lo- has a. I'm paying a dog in the background. Uh, <laughs> has a lot of uh, obligations uh, that are just, I don't know, just shitty to put on a small team. And so they have to make compromises and cuts that people feel are lazy or yeah or and so on, which, I'm like, which I'm makes, t- the, I'm makes players dislike them. Right, I'm fifty fifty. Like you know, uh, I think I think Pokemon Pokemon fans in general complain too much about everything. It's really annoying. But on the other hand, I think there is valid complaints too. So I'm like I'm like on the fence, both both sides of it. Really, uh, I think a lot of people had a case for Sword and Shield. I think there's a lot of things they could have did way better, and they chose not to. Seb's but, a fucking centrist. You're a fucking centrist, Seb. I am. I am quite moderate, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> on certain things. Um, yeah, it's like because because it, people could just bitch all about every little thing. Like like people were really upset about the national decks in Sword and Shield, and I was like, I it never bothered me. It had no effect on me whatsoever. Because like I don't know, because it's a new generation. I don't want to use like old gen Pokemon. Like I want to experience like the new Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to have... Like, Charizard's my favorite Pokemon, but I don't need to have Charizard in every game. Like, it, it doesn't really bother me that much. Like, other Pokemon fans... But don't get me wrong. I would love a game where we can play through every region and, and, get, and collect, like, 50 badges or whatever and explore the whole world. Like, that'd be amazing. Uh, I, I'm, sure, I'm shocked they never made an MMO of Pokemon. Like, There's a lot that they've never done with Pokemon. And, I mean, we're only just now getting the open world game. Yeah, like maybe, um, maybe in the f- near future, when we get a new Switch, whether it's whether it's a Pro or a new console, hopefully we can get like a re- legit open world Pokemon game, like like all what the ba- about, all the badges and stuff. What about Temtem for your uh, Pokemon? No, I didn't like Temtem. I thought Temtem was way too hard and like really hard and way too grindy. Like I don't kinda- like overly grindy games. It kind of maybe I'm just not in Nintendo circles, but yeah, it kind of felt like it. 
it, it had a lot of attention when it came out, but then everyone kind of stopped talking about it. You can add it to yeah. the list of games that go through that cycle of <laughs> rotation then. <laughs> yeah, it just it seemed a little odd for that game, considering how it was supposed to be the answer to everyone's prayers for a Pokemon MMO. Like yeah, it's just not the thing because it's not Pokemon, you know? And then the fact that uh, the MMO space is really different than a lot of other gaming spaces, and it's almost impossible to be, to be successful, to be an ex- successful MMO nowadays. Like, Unless you're Jeff Bezos. No, even then, because New World is have is they're losing like a lot of people now. They're they're right. in the decline. New World's on a decline right now. They got mm-hmm. a lot of hype in the beginning, and now it's not doing very well. I haven't followed it closely, but I've heard that everybody's kind of jumping off it now. Right. It's just it's MMO. The, the MMO uh, genre is not the not the same anymore. Even World of Warcraft is completely falling off, which ties in with the you know Activision shit. But yep. that was happening before anyway, because Final Fantasy fourteen was a big hit right now. But even then, it's, it's not it's not what it was. World of Warcraft had twelve million players. Like now it's like what, a million? Anyways. Uh yeah. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, everybody. <laughs> uh there's uh I uh, by the way, I do agree with you, Seb. I just want to get back to Pokemon. Um yeah, I right. mean I think if you enjoy Pokemon, if you liked Diamond as a kid, you'll enjoy this. Um probably. Um, I, I'm enjoying my time so far. I think it's just a nice comfort food game. I don't think there's a ton here to talk about in terms of content. I mean, at least for me, I'm only about two and a half hours in, uh, but I've been enjoying my time with it. Um, it's fun to play it with, uh, with Kim. Um, so that's always a, a fun aspect for me because Kim didn't really grow up with Pokemon. Um, so a lot of the things that I think are really basic, um, she will get mixed up on or something like that or, or not understand or not know about um so yeah so it's it's a fun it's a fun adventure for us to experience together and it's very casual and laid back and that makes it accessible for her who doesn't she doesn't play mm-hmm. a lot of games you know she plays stardew valley for an hour or two a night and she calls it a day uh yeah what, so yeah whether i can recommend this game or not it really depends on if you like pokemon in, in, in general the style of gameplay if you don't then i'd say to avoid it um if you love it then yeah this game is definitely worth the money uh, you know, because you know, Switch games are never go down price. So, you want to spend that sixty dollars on a game like this? It's up to you. So far, I, I would I don't also. Re- I don't regret. I don't regret it at all. Yeah, I would also just make sure I had game mode on my TV, and for some reason that was causing input lag. So, make sure your settings on your TV are right for this. I don't know why it was impacting uh, Pokemon. Pokemon I had Diamond. the inverse. Problem. Yeah, I, really? No, oh, that's fine with uh, my Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, so I, game, I was, game, sorry, game mode on the TV is supposed to be set up for minimum input lag. That's right, that's right. And so I was really weirded out. Um, and uh, when I when I and I tested it uh, when it was off, and then the input lag was gone. And then when I put it on, the input lag was was back. So it was is, very weird. It was like hitching every now and then, and it yeah, wasn't doing that on handheld mode. So I knew it was the TV. Yeah, it's strange because I I've been playing eighty percent of it on TV, and I haven't had that problem. So I don't know what's going on with that. It it it, may, it might hitch a little bit when you when you go to a different town. It might there's like a little pause, like a little lag or something. But other than that, I haven't had any problems. Yeah, but besides that, I haven't had any problems. Um, and once I did that, um, I've just been having controller issues, but that's not unrelated to the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying my time with it. I think people should check it out. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to maybe maybe seven. I could do some Pokemon battles or something. 
Yeah, I need, need you to trade me so I can get my Kadabra evolved. Kadabra! But yeah, that's, um, uh, that's Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, everybody. It's nice. a Pokemon game. What a hot face. <laughs> well, Pokemon Next Brilliant Diamond filled in with a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Those names Brilliant Diamond over 5.2 over 3.8.5 remix. You make oh, it God. sound like... Don't it was relevant. I just I was just comparing like the game. fact that we, Pokemon MMOs wouldn't succeed, even though people want it. Hmm. It's just a dead genre. That's all I was saying. Oh, okay. That's fair. Also, I assume, I assume the brilliant part of the name is an addition for the remaster. What? Right? Say it again? The, so the, the, the game... <laughs> The game is called Pokemon yes. Brilliant Diamond, so I assume the brilliant part of the name is an addition for the remaster. Yes. That's, that's how you they're separated. Mighty egotistical of them to <laughs> to claim in the title that their game is brilliant. Uh, look at this remaster, it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, let's talk about... We're going to talk about the game awards and the nominees a little later on, but uh, for now I think we're going to talk about the most overlooked games of the year that relating to the game awards possibly but you know just in general i guess you know what uh games are sort of uh, people haven't been giving enough attention to anyone this is really going to show who's like a true gamer no i'm just playing <laughs> no who only plays the triple a games hell yeah I, I'm, I'm all set on indies don't worry uh, i've got my list I mean, we, for you, we may as well just just let seb list out like uh, essentially like the bottom i don't know basically anything that isn't in, in his top 10 that we should just get him to list out because there's there's a likely chance that there's games that we haven't even heard i mean there played yet th- i set up this topic mostly for us just to recommend like a bunch of like games that we've played that we don't think other people have played um so well games but in, in reality this topic is really going to separate the uh, gamers from the hipsters Right. So here's this. Here's the same thing. I'm, I'm played. You probably. I play just as probably, much as indies as James does. So I'm. I'm yeah. probably gonna be with James on this. So here's yeah. this indie game uh, that I've played. You guys probably haven't heard of it, mm. um, but it's uh, before your eyes. I, I think yeah. I talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about it. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's this. You know, it's this game where you control the game. You move the game along and progress it by blinking. Is the gist. Like you set up a camera and and do it that way, it hasn't gotten a lot of. Uh, I, it got mm. some press at its launch, but it hasn't gotten a whole lot of it, and it was certainly absent from the Game Awards nominees, uh, which I think is a shame because it's uh, not only is it uh, quite a unique premise for gameplay with the the blinking, which in itself is is, is worthy of some recognition even though it doesn't work properly all the time, but, you know, it's kind of not standard technology. But the story itself of the game is really kind of special, I think. So I think it deserves some recognition for that. Like, it's a whole package. You're right, right. I want to uh, shout out uh, The Artful Escape. Uh, I really love... This is a really great game, uh, the our style was amazing. The story was really good and the art writing was fun. And uh, this obviously soundtrack is, I would put it in the top five of this year. Uh, I feel like no one's really talked about it that much. Like it was big, like that week it came out. Well, I wouldn't say big, but it was like, I've seen people all pretty hyped about it on Twitter. And then, then it came out and then kind of just fell by the wayside. But I thought it was really good. Well, what should I, I missed the name of that. What was it? The Artful Escape. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of fell I, by the I, wayside. It came out. It was really. It was people were playing it left and right on the, when the week it came out, and then I haven't heard about anything about it again. Yeah, it it kind of felt snubbed a little. But it was great for the game awards as well. Yeah, it was great. It was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Alex in the chat as well wants to to mention uh, that Life is Strange, True Colors, and Guardians of the Galaxy are two games that should be in the Game of the Year discussion. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I agree with that 100. Uh, percent I think I never expected. Obviously, we'll get to the Game Awards nominees later, but I never expected Life is Strange to get a nomination for. Game I thought of it had zero chance of getting a because nomination. It, you know it's kind of a niche. Uh, you know those kind of games are quite niche. Yeah. Um, but I think it was definitely deserving of one, uh, and it, it is a shame. That it was an honorable mention. Really. Yeah. Fair enough. I th- yeah, I, th- I think it, it deserves a, a nomination for sure. I mean, it doesn't make my top five, but it makes my top ten. Like, yep. So, uh, yeah, it was really great. But, yeah, it was, just, it was just games that were just on a different level, I guess. Sure, sure. I don't disagree with the no- – we'll talk about it, but I don't, I didn't, I don't yeah. really disagree with the nomination. I, I would say – so I didn't play a ton of games this year, um, so I'm not a real gamer. Uh, but – What do you even um, know? <laughs> I know, right? What the hell? I'm just gonna log off. I'll see y'all later. I'm gonna hey, go, 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 go play Battlefield and Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, I would say one of my picks would be, uh, and I and I think I'm torn on picking this one because I think it's the most obvious pick for my list. Um, but it's also, um, you know, I get why people are overlooking it. But I really dug what little I played of Hood Outlaws. I thought it was a really neat game. It was a very average game. But I thought the concept alone was really great. I think if they had had a better budget and they had been able to implement those, uh, you know, uh, PVC uh, heist uh, modes earlier, which they have now, but they if they had had them earlier, I think this game would have done even better. I think the conceit alone is really cool, uh, and the whole idea of like stealthing your way into stealing the treasure is great. I just think they were too tied to making it PvP. Uh, PvPVC um, and all that stuff, and I I think they could have done more with just people getting together and fighting the AI and stealing the treasure and stuff like that, stealing the the money from the rich. Um, you know, yeah. so I I still think it's a pretty cool uh, game. Obviously, like I'm not like super hot on it. It's already out of my top ten in my honorable mentions, but I definitely think it's been overlooked uh, just because it had kind of a rough start. Um, I think they've added a lot of co- cool stuff since then. Alex can talk more to that than I can. Uh, I, I kind of uh, fell off it after a while, but I liked I actually, what I played. I actually forgot that came out. And if any of the developers of the game are uh, listening by any chance, I do have a free uh, idea for you for a DLC. They could quite easily do a Bobby Kotick DLC where you rob his millions. Not a bad idea if they want it for free. There you go. Um, but yeah, I think one of the games that I I haven't played it, but I heard a lot of buzz about it when it came out uh, is Persona Five Scramble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you've played it, right, Seb? I beat it. Yeah, Isn't yeah. That strikers think- or is that Scramble? Yeah, I was going to say it's Strikers here in the not here the in the US, but, uh, but in the West Strikers. But yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, what's, uh, do you think it was, it was overlooked? Do you think it deserves some, some love now here in game of the year season? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't put it in the game of the year nominees, but it was definitely on the tire, the tier below it. 
like uh it, it might make my top 10 i don't know it's like number 11 or 12 it's, it's like right there it's just i just felt like it went on for too long and uh uh the gameplay just kind of got redundant after a while. It was basically typical. Oh, I have to uh, guard. I have to open the door, so guard me. And why a swarm of enemies attack, and you have to defend a person trying to hack a door. And it's like the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. But yeah, it, it's definitely um, a game that it's totally fallen. Off. Like, no, I don't hear anyone talk about it really. Yeah, I totally forgot about it until I saw it on sale in the PlayStation Store. Yeah, but it's day. worth playing. It's, I, I I quite liked it. I really like it. If you love the cast of Persona 5, you have to play that. It's it, it, it's a worthy sequel. It doesn't live up to Persona 5, obviously, but it was a worthy sequel. It's definitely underrated, I think, of this. And it was on, and it's on Switch too, so so that's nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think I got a shout out. It was Little Nightmares too. Like I, I feel like right. people forgotten about it because it came out in February. Um, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, for sure. And if you play it, it doesn't by no means look like an indie game. It's very triple A terms of the graphics and the background and everything but uh you know it's very it's very horror like very scary game i, I can it's, it's going to appeal to only a niche amount of people um if you don't like horror games like you know it's, it's probably gonna be too much for you and it's a platformer which typically scares people away I, i'm assuming too so i really but, feel like um really Man 3 has been overlooked um it just isn't getting talked about at all. And I thought oh, uh, Hitman 3 was, I mean, basically my solid introduction to the game. Hi, buddy. Um, and uh, yeah, like it was such a great game. I, I played so much of it that eventually I had to take a break from it because it was so like fun and doing all the side stuff. Um, and I, it just, I don't really see, I, it, it It has that that bad luck of being at the very beginning of the year. It kind of like uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot uh, in 2020. It's like just just those games that are at the very beginning of the year are just forgotten yeah. about by the time you get to November or December. I I have it. I haven't played it yet. I I, I mean I'm I'm gonna try to get it beat by the end of the year. Yeah, I think I think Hitman Three is a really great game, uh, and it had. Um, I mean, I haven't played a ton of Hitman levels, but it has like an amazing detective level that I think is just really really fun uh, and really good, and just so many moments that I had that were like nail biting. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't really see much talk about it at all. I know it's not super graphically impressive, uh, or narratively impressive, but gameplay wise it is just excellent. And it's, it's so fun to play, uh, 47. Um, so yeah, I think that's getting a, a little overlooked. Definitely. Definitely. Mitch, do you have any? You've been dead quiet. Sorry. I have myself oh. on mute. Um, no, I, I really don't just because I haven't played uh, much out the side of the, um, the triple A sphere, but I guess if I did have to top one game into the ring, it would probably be destruction all stars, even though it's not necessarily a good game at, at all. I, I find it funny how it, it quite literally for, you know, one of Sony's big tentpole pole opening next-gen titles kind of just came and went immediately. You know, people played it for probably about a couple days a week and then yeah, com- completely. I, I know you're of, scraping the yeah. I know you're scraping the bottom of the barrel here, but I, yeah, yeah I, I was going to say you guys took I, all the good ones. I don't think <laughs> I don't I don't think that warrants much talking in in the award season at all. No, no, you know not what, at all. Unless you it's you know what got overlooked? Equivalent of you games. know what got overlooked is uh, Death's Door. 
Like I didn't. I don't really? Think, did he get nominated? It's up anything. for best indie. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think I'm it's wrong. been. No, but it is. I feel like it's been. Really. It's kind of fun. Like it was really big that week it came out, and then I, I, I haven't heard jack shit about it since until like PlayStation put it on. It's gonna put it on theirs this month, or it should be like the, any any day now. Actually, it kind of fell I by think, the wayside after a while. Yeah, it got really. It got, everybody was playing it on my timeline when it came out, and then I just never saw it again. Hmm. Yeah, I still got to finish uh, Death Store. I, I got like two hours in, and then I got frustrated with the Same. with the first dungeon because I felt like it went too long, and then uh, you know, then I stopped playing for a while. So I got to get back into it and finish it before we do our uh, goatee discussions. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably yeah. gonna buy it on PlayStation. Uh, I was I was gonna say I'm I think one game that I I mean I've I've seen stuff on it recently, so it's not completely been overlooked, but Outriders is one that um i think kind of suffered from the same issue that a lot of you know um looter shooter games have where it just came out really half-baked and unpolished in certain areas so it suffered from that but um yeah i can't really think of anything else i I was gonna say i've actually bought it so i'm gonna try and uh, play through some for game of the year because i I went back to the demo yesterday and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, though I did skip all the story cutscenes because I, I can't bear to hear any more dialogue. It's it's some of the worst stuff I've ever seen in a AAA <laughs> game bad. ever. It's <laughs> fucking awful. But uh, yeah, <laughs> having a lot of fun did with you, it. Um, would you guys consider the ascent to be underrated? I mean, I, I, I quite, I quite like it. My I had a good time. I beat it, and it was quite fun. But I gonna... played it for like a, I played it for a few hours, and then never went back to it. I tried to go back to it, but uh, I just couldn't find the motivation. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't be bothered. It didn't, it didn't live up to the hype from what I was hearing. Like, like, it was I, like all this like cyberpunk level, like twin stick shooter game, and it, and it was basically bare bone like. This is just a bare bone game. I mean, look, I, fun, I had, I, I was going to say I was interested in the game, but then when I saw that it was a, cause like with a game world like that, especially cyberpunk, I want to be, you know, like on the ground. I want to be like living in it. I don't necessarily want to have like a highly removed top down view f- from it. If that makes sense. Like I don't necessarily, sure. you I know, like, that. and that kind of turned me and I'm assuming a lot of other people off the game is because, yeah. you know, like twin stick, um, high birds eye view. That's just not necessarily how I want to play a game. In that what, I, I get that. what I will say is that for a top down shooter where like you're quite, the camera is quite high up and you can't right. see a lot on the ground. The detail in that game is fantastic, astounding. Mm-hmm. Like if you really like, if you want to see it, I mean, looks better than Cyberpunk. Go and go and mean, check out Purdue's website. It's not that high of bar to like, set, really. <laughs> no, but check it, it was the, gorgeous. Like, that the Ascent album because it's like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like you've got like reflections, really detailed reflections, yeah. and just all this detail in even yes. the most minuscule My, things is crazy. yes. I, as somebody that beat it, I thought the uh, visuals were just amazing, but it, it suffered because I thought it was too long, and the, the, the missions were just too repetitive. It was the same thing over and over again, and there was just nothing new about that game, and uh, the character models were terrible. 
Like the environment was beautiful, but the character models were terrible. And anytime they yeah. have cutscenes, the cutscenes always feel like very low budget compared to the environment. It would take me yeah, out of the game sure. and the cutscenes look way worse than the than the gameplay. Mm. Absolutely. Um does anyone have anything else for sure. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but <laughs> that's getting I mean, you could say I was going to say you could, yeah, you could say you're overlooking. I, I I mean, I was tempted originally to say Knockout it. City, but it but it got nominated for best multiplayer, so I guess I can't say that, right? And I would I got because I think the best indie game of the year is Psychonauts two, but it's not underrated. It, it got nominated for game is of the it, year, which I expected. Is it an indie game though? Because like it's I, double I know, fine. Like, they were if they didn't get bought by Xbox, they probably would be going bankrupt right now. Like they're real. I still because I know like for the most part it was crowdfunded or at least in the beginning yeah it was but, but like double, still... when i think of double fine double fines all their games are like very budget indie games like they they okay. barely get by okay because I, like, I, like, I was gonna say i'm also considering it to be like double a but i don't know well i, I mean this game was yeah. but in general well if you play other other games i wouldn't i don't, I don't know if you would say they're double a maybe no a lot of them do uh, other games no but psychonauts yeah. seem to have like a considerable amount of money no it did but that did it, but so, it, yeah but I don't know if it would have the same marketing if Microsoft didn't purchase it. Yeah, fair. fair. And, then, and they optimized it on the Series X, and it was gorgeous. Hmm. Uh, yeah, well, either way, uh, yeah, I so think we're done with all that. Yeah, I that's yeah I'd, say, I'd say we're good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, one game that certainly hasn't been overlooked uh, so far this year is Halo Infinite. A new day is upon us. A new generation built to fight. Together... We are unstoppable. Are you ready? <laughs> um, what? What's Halo? Get I don't understand. What are we talking about? Get a lot of the Beyonce song. It's it's the it's that game starring John Halo. Oh, the guy. Okay. John Halo. Yeah, he goes yeah, around yeah. shoots aliens. Shoot, yeah. Shoots bad guy. Shoots aliens. Doesn't afraid of anything. I think that's yeah, Beyonce's exactly. best song. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Machine Head has a great song called Halo too. Anyway. Oh my god. Anyway, so the that's our topic. Uh, for the Xbox, we did an episode last week on the Xbox 20th anniversary, uh, and the after that came out on the actual day of the anniversary, the shadow dropped the multiplayer. Mm. They say they say it's a beta, but let's be honest, it's. It's it's really they're they're just bragging. It's it's really it was it, it was it's, it's more too. it's more polished than most AAA game launches. Yeah. It was a ton it's of rumors like that whole week before, like, and I didn't believe it, uh, and I was shocked that it actually. Was true. I was yeah. I, I mean, I this think is this is some I Hades fully... early access bullshit where like Super Giants like I, this is just early access everybody and everybody's like, are you kidding me? This is amazing. I yeah, I nothing. fully bought into all the rumors and stuff to the point where when it actually like the morning that I woke up and it was already out, I kind of had to like do a lot of digging to find out if it was legit or not. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm like, well, did it cause, cause b- because the conversation was so saturated with rumors and discussions on if it'll come out, I couldn't find anything necessarily all that easily saying that it has come out um but eventually i did and i downloaded it and i i don't know how else to describe it it's like i unlocked a childhood memory of something that i never quite had 
Um, like, like I played a lot of Halo 2, especially on Lockout with my cousins as a kid, like all the time, but I didn't necessarily have the, you know, quintessential childhood where, you know, Halo dominated me and my friends, you know, afternoons and stuff after school. Like I didn't get into multiplayer until around 2014, 2015. So that was, you know, way past um way past halo's sort of time and day but it it, halo infinite's just like it it brings back that nostalgia of like a game that hasn't been around for a really really long time and i kind of love it for that i'm I'm not sure if it's just me yeah i'm i'm kind of a a similar case so i haven't I've never been a Halo guy. I've never mm. played a lot of Halo. I have trouble playing the old Halos. Like I've given up mm. trying to catch up on them because I just can't. The gameplay does not work for me. Uh, okay. But I think, I think maybe there's something about getting in on the ground floor uh, of a Halo game where it's like this is a properly modern game with all the modern sensibilities mm. um, that's made this one work a lot better for me. Um, yeah like just like just in general i'm sort of i don't think i'm as hot on it as everyone else like i i see what's so great about it and i'm really enjoying playing it like but i'm not uh itching to play more and more i just like when i'm on my xbox if i don't want to play forza i'll maybe hop on for one game at a time yeah, to be with to be to be honest with you, even though somebody that grew up with Halo, uh, I, I quite like I'm quite having a good time with it, but I'm not like itching to play it. Like I don't I haven't put like thirty hours into it. I put yeah. a couple hours into mm, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got I, my itch and then I was done. I was ready to play something yeah, else. I, I think for me it lacks variety. You've got kind of two modes. Yeah. Uh, I think once they start adding special modes and events, I think that's when yeah. it'll open up a lot more To be more honest, that's I mean, probably I, the beta aspect of it. It's just that they yeah. don't have certain nodes. Well, because yeah. well, it's essentially like, it's essentially just the launch multiplayer that's been released early. Like, they've said as much to the point where it's like, battle pass and progression and all that will carry over to the main game. So it's not like, yeah, unless they come out like with a big surprise launch event or something which I doubt yeah. seeing as my, they'll want most of the focus to be on the campaign, at least for the first couple of weeks. I don't mm-hmm. see much happening. Um, right. But I'll, I mean, to, to kind of go into what I, I and a lot of others think is the biggest issue with the game at the moment, it'll probably have to be just the terrible, terrible progression system that they have right now it's with the slow. battle pass. Yeah, it, I don't think slow even captures it properly because... Um, okay, it's extremely slow. Yeah, it's, it's extremely <laughs> slow. Like, I mean, because it, it's based off challenges, but a lot of those, like, I think, I'm I'm not sure if you guys are the same, but, like, one of my challenges is, like, to create, uh, complete, like, a slingshot match or whatever it's called, and... I because you only have quick play, you can't actually select what matches or maps or modes you want to play. So I've probably put about three, four hours into the game. I haven't even gotten close to even finding out what that is. You yeah, know? split. I think Splitgate 
which is a good comparison point for this game actually yeah uh, has yeah. a similar has a similar issue where a lot yeah. like some of the like one of the weekly or daily challenges will tell you uh you know play x amount of games on yeah. this map that's and what, it's a map that like <laughs> it's a map that never comes up in rotation yeah. and when it does everyone skips it yeah that was one that was yeah. one of my problems with split gate i was playing it and i got no prog- i couldn't get into the progression so it, it made me give up on the game i wasn't one it. one thing i wasn't earning that- i wasn't earning anything one thing that Splitgate does have over Halo Infinite's progression, progression, though, is that you still get some battle pass experience or whatever it's called from just playing. Yeah. Like, you don't, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think, like, there are, most of the challenges are, you know, like, you get 100 points just for playing a match. But, like, after you play a lot in a single day, it then becomes, for every three matches you play, you get, um... 100 xp which like i feel like is a weird punishment for continuously playing the game yeah that is strange <laughs> it's yeah it, it's really strange but i it's like that sounds like that mmo thing where they'll uh, to kind of stop you just grinding where they'll mm. uh, like they'll give you like a rest bonus yeah where like if you haven't played for a while you yeah come back in and have like double xp or something like that. exactly for like exactly. an hour i think with me though is just that i'm not a i've never been a big multiplayer shooter fan like person like i, I definitely mm. played tons of them but i don't ever like put like 50 hours into it and be, like it consumes my life it's one of those genres mm. i just don't like get really into like i'm more excited for the campaign like in general like i'm, I'm one that gets more excited yeah. for call of duty campaigns than the multiplayer yep. even though, even though mm. the campaigns are not have been good. that good in the last couple of years but um, <laughs> oh, the one dude, don't don't get me on the, the one this you know what i'm saying like i'm not i'm, I'm I, I like single player story driven games that just always have so like so halo was was never going to be like a game of the year contender for me in terms of the multiplayer just because i'm just not into that kind of stuff it's something yeah. i like to play mm-hmm. my friends for an hour or two and then then i don't mess with it unless they want to play with me again you yeah. know what i mean it's not something i play that, on my on my own if my friends were like, do you want to play with us? Sure. Hell yeah, I want to play for a couple hours. But it's not something I'll like get home from work and like play for five hours. You know what I mean? That's the own. thing. Like, I'd, The tragic thing about it is I'd love to play this game with my friends, but they're all on PlayStation. So I can't. <laughs> you know, none of them have uh, Xbox you, or PC. You've dug, yourself, you've dug yourself into this whole No, it, uh, mm. I, I'm, I guess my friends are like 50-50. I, I mean, I feel like all of you, like I... I I mean, the thing is, my friends don't really like, uh, I don't know. It's hard to get people on, people's schedules are so different. I think that's the big problem for me. It's just hard to get people to find the yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I think, no, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, it's a hard sell because it's literally free to play Halo. Like, I, I don't know what else you can say, but I think the fact that this is coming out in such an oversaturated period of time, like, like it, it, it launched the same week as Battlefield, and then I think Ish. there's another another game coming out next week. I'm pretty sure, maybe not, but it, like it, it's yeah. a really crowded environment to like be it a was, big multiplayer yeah. shooter right now. It was very bold of them to release this game early, considering Halo, uh, Battlefield, and Call of Duty are out, and Forza's a huge hit. Like, because I, 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 th- I was kind of concerned that like maybe they're taking away uh, Forza's steam. By coming out so close, I, th- I don't think, oh, it, I, think I, don't, that, I don't think it's affected it though. Um, I don't. I, mean, I, no, I think no. the key thing. I think the Seven. key thing is that the shadow dropped it. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, 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 I think the sensibility with free-to-play games is yeah. it's not so much about the launch numbers, it's more about the numbers yeah. over time. Sustainable, yeah. And the but, uh, money that's and, gained. And then it helps yeah. that... I mean, that's a, that's a misconception yeah. about Forza 7. They actually runs on gas, not on Steam. So you don't have to worry about them <laughs> stealing their Steam. Oh, my God. I feel Fair like I've been waiting anyway. to say that for a while, Dory. <laughs> um, <laughs> it also helps that... Uh, that well... I don't know how, how you guys feel about Battlefield, but I, it seems like the reaction to Call of Duty and Battlefield have not been super positive. Oh, in the general. Oh, oh yeah, I'll get onto it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll get. So I, I want to say Halo's I want to say like actual space. serious thoughts about Halo. Um, so I, so I'm going to be forever grateful to Halo Infinite because I was able to finally figure it out how to use my controller with game pass once again so i'm very <laughs> thankful to halo it took mm. me a fucking like 45 minutes but uh, i got it um so then i got to play a grand total of two matches uh, most of the time in which i died um so i'm i'm still great at halo is the thing i've come away from uh mm-hmm. with all this um yeah i mean it, it looks it looks really nice uh it plays like honestly if you had told me i was thinking about this the other day and this is just from playing a couple matches so obviously take it with a grain of salt but if you had told me this was a remaster or remade from the ground up version of Halo 3, I would have believed you. Like I would have believed that you that this was Halo 3 multiplayer, just remade from the ground up with new graphics, uh, yeah. a grappling hook for some reason, uh, yeah. and all the all some new bells and whistles and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grappling looks fucking cool, by the way. But I, um, oh, yeah. yeah, the I. I, that's just uh, my impression from two matches by the way so uh, i was gonna say i feel i feel like we've got a hot take from james incoming as well so stand okay, by people james, i wouldn't say it's a hot it's not a hot take so basically i am not obviously as we've mentioned a, a halo fan i think th- i'm not big on the time to kill i think that's mm. one of the main things is i, I don't no, like I the, a longer time to kill in games because a lot of the time kills will just get away from you yeah um but there's something so unique about Halo, and I think this game really captures that in the way the weapons feel and yeah. and sound and and everything really just works. I just I, I just think it's because so iconic. Like yeah, it's I, mean, a lot of I had a battle from Halo when I had a great sniping position and I had a battle rifle and I killed like two or three. Uh, it, it was just I felt I felt like king of the world, and then I ran out of ammo. But I still felt like <laughs> still, still still felt great until that moment. I think I, I I do definitely agree with James on the time to kill situation because like it feels like yeah I I don't know how to explain it, but like you know like how in multiplayer games like where you're putting a bunch of bullets into an enemy, and then like your brain just subconsciously presses the reload button because you're like, oh yeah, you know, like that's enough bullets, you know, they should be dead. Yeah. And then like I I encountered that situation so many times in Infinite, only to yeah. press the reload button and realize, oh wait, I haven't even broken their shield yet. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, you know, is. Halo is very well known for giving you a lot of armor and shield to work yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, like, that was a problem not I this had. much though. Like, like, like in yeah. the past, it's yeah. been considerably more well balanced. One of the frustrating, frustrating aspects I've had is that I, I, I literally used all my ammo on one person, and I still, yeah. and like, I have to reload before I kill them. So I have to run up and well, punch them because that's the thing, right? if I don't, because I'm in the middle of reload, I don't die. There are things there are things that I like and dislike about the time to kill. So as I mentioned, I've mentioned the things I dislike about it. What I quite like about it 
is that, well, what I dislike about it is that it, one, it takes so long to kill people. It's very satisfying to kill people, but I don't think that's because of the time to kill because I get the mm. same satisfaction from killing people in Battlefield and the time to kill in that is considerably smaller. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, I do, but also uh, what I like about the time to kill is that this game makes the pistol more important than any shooter I've ever played. Like you, yeah. uh, you have to switch. I'll, like half of the, like at least half of the kills that I have made, I is because I swapped to my pistol. And remember, switching to your pistol is always faster than reloading. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Good That's point. True. Yep. I really. So. Yep. I, I I use the pistol, or 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 I'll just run up and punch them. Yeah. If they're like right in front yeah. of me. Like I, I'm in terms of this game, I've had tons of lag, and it's really frustrated my experience. Uh, like I. I constantly kept getting like I'll jump on a ledge and then get thrown off the ledge because of the hmm. lag because it doesn't register that I climbed. I don't know what I don't know if it was that night or I, I it, every time I play this game I just get like the lag is just it's not it's not enough to ruin the game for me but it, it's like been very frustrating. I don't know if that's just me. I haven't heard I haven't it's, seen anyone else really complain about lag, but like for me yeah. it's been pretty bad. The I, first I had, day I, I had a glitch where. <laughs> I had a sorry, Mitch. One second. I had a glitch no, where good. I was stuck on uh, on like thirty or twenty something percent, and it just kept loading the, the map. And then I was stuck on fifty four percent, and I was not the only person because I looked that up and yeah. it was a problem. Someone sorry, George, you mind moving a little closer? But I mean, eventually it got over that hitch, and I got to one hundred percent. I was able to play with friends. But yeah, I've had mm. I've had some small difficulties, but no lag issues. But again, I only played two matches. So, Dory, you're a little quiet. Could you move a little closer, just oh, real sure. quick? Thanks. Trying to. Give my back um, here. Like, in terms of like kills and stuff, I'm I've been very good. Like, I I I feel like I'm good at this game. Like, I'm generally good at games, but I think this game I've been pretty good. But my problem is the objectives. Like, certain objectives, my teammates just don't follow along. Everybody's just focused on killing each other. And when the point of the game mm-hmm. is to capture the flag or hold on to the ball, and they'll just like d- just be completely stupid. And it's like, I. This game is very team dependent. And it's like when you play with random people and they're just re- and they're just stupid. Yeah, it's like it, uh, it, ro- it kind of affects the, I, affects the game. Uh, the first yeah, day, that's, that's I, a problem. I that's a problem with a lot of team based yeah. shooters. I find you have yeah. to play with your friends. This game, that, is, yeah, this game will shine more say, with your friends. Yeah, I was about to say you got to play with your friends. You got to play with people you can actually communicate with, not randos. I mean, I, I, w- I was going to say the the first day I played, like the day it came out, I had a great time. Like, you know, all the people I, w- I was playing with on my team, they were playing the objective. They were getting decent kills. We won a few matches. Like, you know, it was, it was fairly well. Uh, you know, same with the lag. I barely had any lag. On the second day, though, that I had the complete opposite experience. I had some terrible lag uh, none of my teammates were doing anything r- even remotely helpful. It was just, it was an absolute mess to to put it quite honestly. But it's, even then, yeah. I still had a really fun time with the game. It seems like everybody, I, every team I play against is in perfect sync with each other, and they're professional gamers. And every team I play play with is like they never played a video game in their life. No, I, I don't. <laughs> they've all they've yeah. all been busy playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. They yeah, like, I swear, I swear, like no, they're, every they're team actually I, playing Pokemon, while like playing. Eighty percent right, of my experience, right. like the the opposing team is like in perfect sync. Like they know every freaking avenue where to go, where to hide. Yeah. Like, and then my team is just like running in 
running in, just running and spinning in the middle of the map. And yeah, it's, did y'all see that, um, that post about the generational divide where someone posted about how they were very confused, why people kept twerking on them instead of, (laughs) instead of the whole, the teabag the the teabag thing i hate teabagging no Uh, no, i do too but i just thought it was very funny that that now it's being framed as twerking on people instead of teabagging which makes no (laughs) sense because it's two different things yeah it really is two different things but it's just the generational divide i feel old i'm crumbling into dust which is (laughs) strange because i've noticed that there's a huge like overlap between millennials and gen z like all like all my kids like you know i'm a teacher i'll have uh similar similar experiences or things they like to yeah, me. Yeah, we didn't tell everybody. Seb has lots of kids now. <laughs> yeah. So they, it seems like <laughs> there's a huge overlap them. more than ever. Like like they grew up with the same stuff I had. So it's very strange. Like I don't know. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that there's a divide like that because you know I, I mean, mean yeah it was also just one internet post that got really yeah. popular because it was that might fun, that be so. it. Because I, I think there's a little I think a lot of kids nowadays are aware of what yeah. we had. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's my tangent. Um that's all I really have on it. On yeah. Infinite. Yeah. It seems fun. I, I want to play a little bit more of it. Uh, I'm happy I, to get together with, with people and play mm-hmm. some more of it, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't have any strong yeah. feelings. I'm kind of like James on this, honestly, like I like what I'm playing, but like, I don't feel, uh, or maybe Seb said this, maybe both of you, but I don't, I don't feel like beholden to come back or anything. I don't yeah. feel Halo infinite call my no, name, exactly. like a split. No, I agree like, as well. like I got addicted okay. to split gate for like a week or two. Uh, but I don't feel it like that with Halo Infinite. Mm. Right. I think I think um to go back to what I said earlier, I think it's just down to the progression. Like there's there's nothing in between matches outside of like the odd one hundred XP gain on the battle pass that actually makes me feel like I'm progressing or getting better in some form. Like it like in a way it's you know very classic multiplayer shooter in that style but i think considering when there are so many other options where you you know every game you're constantly leveling up or unlocking new guns and skins and character skins and whatnot it just like it doesn't have that constant um injection of dopamine that other games have that keep me wanting to come back um which yeah I, i think that's its biggest problem at this point yeah progression is yeah one of the most important things in any game for me, and if the game doesn't yeah. have progression, you'll probably won't you probably won't have me for very long. Um, no, that's I think that's not. one of the few aspects you can directly compare this game to Forza, uh, more, uh, Horizon Five. <laughs> yeah, in. it is. Yeah. yeah, like the progression in, in Forza Horizon Five, and like there's so much to do. Yes, like very you, good. Yeah, yeah, you keep wanting to come back because oh, yes. there's that challenge that I want to complete, or I want to yeah. do yeah. all of these exactly. storylines and finish. I these said stuff. it last week. Forza, like it, it does a great job with the progression system. It keeps you want to. It wants. It keeps you wanting to play more. Yeah. Where Halo doesn't have but, that. Ironically, mm-hmm. you yeah, think the shooter. I think. I think yeah, yeah. I see great promise in its future. Sure. Now, I do have concerns about the campaign. I, I, I have a funny feeling they're hiding it on purpose because they're not very happy with it. I've heard very good things. But I, I was going to say, but, I've well, heard well, before I, well, tons I didn't of great things it, about it. I have heard a lot of good things in recent days. So, But, right. but my, my reaction when they shadow drop the multiplayer is I have very strong concerns for this single player. And 343 has not done a very good job with the campaign yet. So, yeah. After after three for me, I I yeah. just stopped caring about the game. I never I, I played ODST, and I think that was it. Like that was the last that was the last yeah. Halo game I really played. I think it was ODST. I, I or just, I just 
I just really hope the campaign this time around is more memorable than, you know, John Halo runs around shooting aliens. Because that's usually yeah. what it amounts to, right? I, I haven't even finished the shooter. campaign to five, even though, like, yeah, I've, so Doom, like Doom I've is just shooting demons. Back to, yeah, yeah, but it's, Doom is. Okay, touche. Every but, game is basically just. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get but, what but you're Halo, Halo is yeah. supposed to have, like, a deeper lore. Halo, uh, Doom, not necessarily. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, like, Halo if you does have compare, a deeper lore. If you want to compare it yeah. to Doom, I it's think Doom has. Doom has a much more unique and interesting um, lore to it uh, than Halo in my mind. Halo is just space dudes. Which is funny you say that because I don't think either game has lore that interests me very much. Like Doom, I just want to kill demons. I don't give a fuck about the story. Yeah, same. Fair same. Um, one game I do care about. No, that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> let's just move right along to uh, Battlefield 2042. Uh, finally, so uh, it's been a while since the last Battlefield game. It seemed like they were taking their time on this, but the uh, impressions for the game of oh boy, uh, it's been a rocky road. Uh, the public I... opinion of this game is not good. I've seen some scathing reviews. I don't like, really look scathing. I'll, I'll say this now. This I is don't why I want to ask you it at all. I don't know. That's why I want to because I want to. I want to know where you are on it because just. In comparison to that, because um, you know, yeah, no, I look. It, it's not the most polished thing in the world. It, it's got its rough edges. I, I don't think anyone can try and deny that fact. Like, it's not. It has issues, 100%. but it's <laughs> like it's in like what the Steam charts like top ten worst rated games of all time. Like, is this no? You know what it is? It's what you can i've seen like i said i've seen scathing reviews which is the most surprising thing for me because you know those are from like respected critics and journalists who i respect quite a lot yeah the but the thing that doesn't surprise me is the fact that you know like the metacritic score the user score is way down Mm. because the problem is people in general um I feel make things out to be far worse than the actual. Oh, 100%. Like <laughs> you can have, you can have like a really bad launching game, like uh, the GTA trilogy or cyberpunk. And like, fair enough, those like deserve a lot of the negativity. Yeah. But people just in general, I think blow that stuff away of proportion and make it sound like those games are unplayable. Like just when totally- they're not, no. I mean, yeah, like Cy- Cyberpunk and to a certain extent, the GTA trilogy, those are, those can be unplayable legitimately. And, but like for the most part, Battlefield 2042 is perfectly playable. Like it's, it, it in terms of progression, it's, it, it's certainly a hell of a lot better than Halo Infinite. I'll, I'll tell you that. Like it's still not perfect, but it's, you know, better than that. And I've encountered a few bugs, but, like, for the most part, they've been few and far between. Like, it's not like... Like, it's it's in a much better state than the beta. I think I have two large criticisms. Yeah, yeah. 
the the first one is that uh, there's this the way they've done it is if you were the bullets don't go exactly where you're aiming they go sort of around the general area where you're aiming mm-hmm. i don't know if you've noticed that like when you're shooting somebody I... long range with an assault rifle oh it's long not range always... i mean yeah but like well I think... you can tell more at long range because it's the the spread is obviously wider at range definitely but like i mean you know it's that's... like weapon i think they're calling it weapon bloom yeah because like, the they bullets they bloom outward yeah yeah uh, um I, and, and that's a mechanic that is you know there's no way about there's no two ways about it it's not good because it puts engagements up to luck more than skill in a lot of ways yeah um which is just you know it's not what you want at all mm. uh and the, the other, other criticism that the other one is um the game modes and just the content yeah it's lacking uh severely so in the main uh game the where you know like you've got the main game you've got hazard zone and then you've got portal so in the main mm. game you only have two game modes you have uh conquest and breakthrough both Which very is... similar game modes that utilize <laughs> the whole map now yeah. here's the thing they give you a shotgun in this game mm. ordinarily what i do with a shotgun is jump into a team death match where they make the map significantly smaller and a lot more close quarters in like a close quarters area of the map yeah and that's when the shotgun comes good in Conquest and Breakthrough, where they use the whole map and they have these big, wide open spaces, a shotgun <laughs> may as well be I, a bag of peas. It's look, I've useless. I've actually found a way to utilize a shotgun and utilize it well, but that's only with the help of one of the whichever operator or whatever they call them that has the shield. I feel like that's the only way right. you can even remotely use the shotgun. Because if, if you don't have that, you know, layer of protection to actually get into engagements at that close range, yeah, the, the shotgun's all but useless, you know, and it doesn't, 100%. it doesn't help either that you can't swap out your pistol for like a more long range weapon. Like you're just stuck with the pistols. You can't swap it out for like a sniper or something, which ultimately hurts i think the weapon class like i mean battlefield's always been like that they've always had you know the pistol and then you've had the two-handed weapons in the other slot but i think more so here it hurts um to to, to get into my criticism of of the game besides yeah besides the sort of lack of content or game modes at launch i think the biggest issue i have with it and and this is something I like when I first played the beta, I you know didn't have much of a problem with because I'm like you know it's a beta they're going to iron out the problems. Um, they didn't, but one of the <laughs> the big problems I have is the fact that they don't incentivize teamwork in any way, and like because I mean I I think because it renders the whole you know team or squad thing absolutely useless despite them const like despite them putting heavy emphasis on it in like the pre and post like menus and stuff of the match like they'll give you what rank your team what rank your squad was what type of squad you have you know like all your little achievements but when there's 128 players on the map and they're big maps 
and you know, like you, I don't see any one squad unless they're like actually all friends playing together, actually coordinating in any way, and that, that that's an issue, you know. And not to like, I think the operator. Are they called operators or specialists in this game? I, I, I can't remember. I, I really... And uh, one of the generic names that they have for, for heroes or whatever um, in this one, like they, they kind of, because essentially, because what I think they were trying to go with initially was kind of like what they have in Overwatch and stuff, like, you know, where you've got the attack, the defense and the support. But, in, in doing that, they kind of just threw that idea out the window and just said, hey, you know what, just let, you know, any character have any loadout they want, you know. But yeah. as a consequence, it kind of just made teams and squads all a bit irrelevant, I reckon. The, the, problem I, the problem I have with specialists slash operators in this game yeah. is Sundance is so good, there's no <laughs> yes. use in using anyone else. Yeah, because uh, she obviously has the wingsuit, mm. which the wingsuit is the best thing ever. You can oh, one hundred percent. Like the range, like you you can fly across the map just from like a small jump. Mm. It's ridiculous. It's so good for like I, I've heard some criticisms about you know there's a lot of running in in the game, like running from objective to objective, mm. which is fair enough. But there you know, is if yeah. Complain if is. you're complaining about that. Play Planet Side Two and then come back to me. Yeah, <laughs> but Planet Side Two is even so. That. Use uh, use the wingsuit because yeah. it makes traversal so much quicker and so much easier and so much more fun. My God, it's fun. It, yeah, the, I I think like I I think the next most viable specialist slash operator slash hero slash recruit slash contractor whatever um after sundance is gonna be i think the level 25 unlock the one where you can see through walls i think that's gonna be really useful right yeah um i I don't understand why they only locked two of the operators behind the yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Gap, and um, one I of them is one of them is the guy that people have from the beta. dubbed Woody because he looks kind of yeah like Woody from <laughs> Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has I, a really I, stupid face. I will say though, one thing that I am genuinely really happy about um, is is one of the fears I had from the beta is that all from the start all weapons would just be unlocked and all attachments for all weapons would be unlocked and like you'd only have like uh, like a limited amount of sights and attachments for each gun but something i'm really happy with is that not only do you have to actually you know work and grind out those attachments um which which i'm happy about you know it doesn't give you everything from the get-go it gives you something to work towards but you can actually swap out what sights and attachments that you have on the gun you know it's not like there's with the a plus set amount. system yeah yeah with the plus system like it because my fear with the beta was that oh so like are these the only sites that we're going to get for the guns like we're just going to have the iron sights and then the um the small red dot side and then you've got the long range scope but no like you've got you know the long range scope and then you've got a bunch of different varieties and magnifications for the scopes and everything like it, it yeah i think it, the, the, it's not a perfect system but it at least gives me something to work towards i think the thing is with the plus system right mm. 
Yeah. I think it's incredible. I think it's one of the best additions Battlefield is, uh, DICE have made to Battlefield yeah. in a long time. Yeah. To the point where, all right, so we've got Battlefield Portal where uh, you can play Bad Company 2 and Battlefield 3 maps. Mm. And I can get that nostalgia hit. Like, seriously, I boot up Portal and, and all of a sudden I'm in high school again, <laughs> grinding out those games. It's, yeah. I, I love it so much. And it's like, it's like so close to, it's like one step away from a fully fledged remake of those games. They just need to keep adding maps until all of them are in there and I'll be so happy. Yeah. But the thing is, the plus system is so good that usually with remasters and that kind of thing, my sort of uh, my thinking is keep it as close to the original as you can. But the plus system is so good that in this case, I wish it was available in Portal uh, mm. because it just it's so it's such it a great addition. It isn't available in Portal. It's not. So you just equip the attachments in Portal in your menus like oh. in the respawn menu like you would in those games it's a little weird so it's a little I, glitchy, so... I mean I, I was gonna say i played i've only played like one match of portal and it was battlefield yep. 3 but it had the plus system in it so i'm not sure if that's like a rule thing that you, you can change it or is not. it's quite stupid so but yeah. uh they you can't access the plus menu in game when you've spawned in in portal the way you change attachments is by so you, when in the plus system, you have the default spot that the weapon mm. spawns with that attachment, yeah, and then yeah. you have another two above that. Yeah, yeah. What you have to do is go into the customization menu in the respawn thing mm. and change the default attachment. It still gives you the plus menu, mm. but you just have to change the default attachment to the one you want to spawn with. It's really stupid. Oh, and it yeah, takes a okay. It takes a minute to figure out. Oh, yeah. I mean, in that case, yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, no. I, and that's I, one of my major criticisms with the game is that I wish the UI was easier to navigate and better it, set up and more yeah, user-friendly because it, it, it is... It, it kind of... Like on on the surface level, like the UI is very clean and simple. But then when you want to actually get into the nitty gritty of things, like like uh, there's been so many yep. times where like I've accidentally opened up the like the just the weapon collection screen instead of actual like individual weapon customization. Yeah, it, yeah, so, like it's like on console, it's not. I can't imagine what it's like on PC either. But it's it's very i don't say very annoying but it is you know a slight annoyance um have you played any one thing I, zone? oh sorry what were you gonna say sorry i was just gonna say one thing i will say on the ui as hmm. difficult as it is to navigate and all that stuff uh the the hud for stuff in game they've improved that a lot since the beta. Oh, so one of my yeah. criticisms during the beta was oh, that yeah. the the icons for like objectives were so tiny you couldn't read them that that's and transparent, yeah. Like, yeah, like like in that. in the beta, they were completely transparent. You couldn't see anything <laughs> that was going yeah, on. But exactly. Yeah, they've completely that's, fixed it now, which is super helpful. That's all fixed. Yeah, that and they also they still need to, they still need to add a scoreboard. Yeah, like, I don't that's know why I was, they don't have a scoreboard. I've I've noticed that too. They don't have a scoreboard. It, I I I feel like they're gonna like they if they haven't already, they're gonna use the same thing. Like, oh, we don't want people to focus on KD or whatnot, which. You know, is fair, but it's like I when I think of toxic multiplayer games, I think of Halo and Call of Duty. I don't necessarily think <laughs> of Battlefield as much. You know, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, for God's sake, yeah. you've got twerking going on in Halo. I mean, it's toxic. <laughs> you see, I've been teabagged twice in Battlefield, and really? let me tell you, let me tell you, 
it's the worst thing you'll ever Look, see. No, the, the the the, <laughs> the characters they just jiggle around. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say if you want truly truly defeating tea bags just play rainbow six siege just have like be the last one on your team remaining guarding the objective only to <laughs> like let yourself be down and just have like just the entire team just run Clutch up to your game. corpse to start teabagging you and then <laughs> just watching the light it's humiliating honestly <laughs> um, yeah it's it that yeah. siege is probably the most toxic game oh oh yeah Oh yeah, I've I've gone back into it recently. It's um it's been an experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh a couple things I want to mention real quick before we move on to hazard yeah. zone. Yes. Um is that jumping into the tornado. Have you gone into the tornado yet? Uh, <sighs> uh I here's the thing. I like I mean I've I've been fortunate enough to have a good few tornadoes pop up in some of my games, but God, I love these sentences so much. <laughs> the, <laughs> look uh, for some reason, I'm not sure if it was a glitch or it's just how the tornado physics work, but <laughs> when my character was in like the vicinity of the tornado, I gained the ability to super jump and like, like not super jump, like, and then like, have you sucked into the vortex? Like, no, like super jump away from the tornado and essentially, you know, travel about 500 meters in about 15 seconds. <laughs> um not right. to mention i was clipping through the through the ground so i was seeing the underside of the map it it, it was weird Damn. um yeah i can see why that would cause some some bugs how's your t- tornado experience gone james my tornado experience <laughs> I, every time i jump into that tornado I, i'm just i'm giddy it's it's one of the best if we like ever do a, a thing where we're like r- ranking the best moments of the year yeah it's up there it's mm. just fantastic it, like you <laughs> jump into that tornado and it's like well look first right you're running up at the tornado mm. and you see this massive tornado and it looks so good like it mm. looks incredible the the effects all the particles just absolutely incredible and then you jump into it you get sucked up <clears throat> and if you're playing sundance which i do constantly you've got the wingsuit Oh, you, you know, drive the wingsuit. You you fly the wingsuit away from there. You can the maps, by the way, are huge, huge, oh, yeah. and you can go anywhere on the map you want with that wingsuit after jumping into that tornado. Anywhere, <laughs> it's like a fast travel. Yeah, uh, I was technique. just gonna say that. Yeah, it sounds like an easy fast travel button. But it's it's yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Uh, um, all games should have tornadoes. I agree <laughs> with games. that. Even That's even a hot Forza. take that I agree with. Even yeah. Forza. Um, um, especially what I was, a- what I was going to say on Hazard Zone is, have you actually played it yet? Because I, I haven't played a single game of it. I've yet. played, I've played two matches of it with friends it's, or just with randoms. Because I feel like with the- one friend and two randoms okay. is the thing. So okay. that's it. So seems like there's a lot of potential in it. Mm. I, I can't give like proper impressions until I've, I feel like I can't give proper impressions until I've played it with four people. Cause yeah. you really need to communicate with all the people in your squad on this. Uh, but I, it's, it's got this whole currency thing going on where you can buy weapons at the start of the round. Your currency is permanent. It carries between games. Mm. Uh, and I really, I really like that kind of thing. It's like CSGO, like buying uh, guns at the start yeah, of the round yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. And I just, I like that they tried something different from battle Royale. 
Like you have these objectives on the map that you go to and mm. you extract them and stuff. I haven't actually gotten to the extraction part yet because I always <laughs> so die. You, you can't, yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it's going to be fun, I think, do with you, a full squad. Because f- from... Do you think that this game mode could have benefited from like a Call of Duty Warzone thing where it's like it was its own sort of separate thing that was still in the main menu that, you know, players could just play for free, you know? Like, do you think that... Possibly, yeah. I, I Possibly, but once again, it, it feels it feels smaller than Battle Royale. Mm. Um, just a little bit. Yeah, well, but I mean... Possibly. I, I, I never really got at least from like what I heard about Hazard's own, the comparisons to Battle Royale, like, you know, like it has the, I guess you could say the timeliness element of it. But like when I think of Battle Royale, I think of one big map constantly, you know, closing in until, you know, like the the last people are victorious and like they kill them, not necessarily uh, an objective run mode. Where that's the thing, like it is you have to extract not, in order to properly win, if you get what I mean. It's not like a twist on Battle Royale, is the thing, like, like it. it's, it's like it's totally different own thing, even um, though it's not that original in itself. It's yeah. To- yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> it's just it kind of feels like it follows the same follows in the same footsteps. Yeah, okay. like it's, you know, you've got all these squads dropping into this big map. Yeah, fair. Uh but yeah, like I said, I've only played two games of it. Um yeah. a couple things that I also wanted to mention from it. I've got a lot of notes, by the way. I don't know if you noticed. I, like, you've I got three seen, notes. I've I, got like a million. I try to keep it within the the allotted time limit for the segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We've still got time. But listen, uh, by the way, I just want I just want to say, as a general note, I'm having a blast with this game. Bugs and everything. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's. I I think it's like a seven out of ten game, but it's still you know like a really fun seven out of ten. I'd, game. I'd put it like eight out of ten. Really? The okay. the, the thing is, yeah. The, the the thing is, it's well the maps. First off, like it's so difficult for uh, multiplayer games these days. It feels like to get maps right. Every Ugh. Call of Duty game that comes out, the maps are terrible. Hmm. In this game, every single map that I've played feels really strong. Uh, even the my least favorite ones are still good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It, yeah so you've, you've got that like the thing that i love as well like uh you've got the the map in qatar the one uh which funnily enough is where the formula one grand prix is being held this weekend um <laughs> uh but it's the big desert map um and it's i think it's the biggest map in the game uh, and you've seen it in the, you've seen it in the marketing right basically mm. it's so huge but and you'd think that might be an issue like you've got to run across the map all these big empty spaces and stuff but it's actually a good thing because you've got all these uh fights happening that are sort of separate it's like the people over at the skyscrapers battling over the rooftops uh is like a to- it's like they're having a separate game from the people over at the stadium battling mm. for control of the stadium um and it's just you've got all these different sort of games going on inside this big map and it works really well in that and it's such a cool feeling to be like fighting just one fight in this huge battle um you know i just i i love that quite like a, a lot and i think the thing that makes the game so special apart from the maps being so great is is those moments i i know it's like this thing that they they do in the marketing all the time and it's kind of it's like 
yeah, okay, we get it. The whole thing about like battlefield moments are only in battlefield. You know, mm. you've seen that in the marketing. Oh yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, it's true. Like there are so many little moments. Like, okay, you're there's some guys coming over the sand dune, and we're gonna have this firefight that lasts quite a while. Like nobody mm. gets killed, uh, and it's this cool like moment. You've got like a moment where you jump into the tornado and you get flung across. You you know you and your squad you're pushing on this objective. You're having a firefight over these two rooftops, these battling rooftops, and there's a zip wire between the two. Uh, you're in a helicopter with your friend, and you're just laying down fire on all these guys, and you're killing them all. Uh, you know, it's those moments that you just don't get in other games, and there's just they happen frequently enough in this game, and I think fre- probably more frequently than any Battlefield game so far, in my opinion. Uh, they happen so frequently that it just it keeps that momentum going, you know. And I think that's what gives the game most of its fun. Is just that that keeps going and going and going. Mm. And I I think that's what is going to keep me playing this game and just keep it being sort of so special. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think I I mean before we move on, I I think overall battlefield like this battlefield is getting a lot of hate that it doesn't deserve it's not terrifically polished but it's not bad it's far from bad honestly it's far from bad like it uh, like there's a lot of work to be done but it's yeah yeah. but like i i think like the reason i would ever choose this over vanguard besides activision of course is just the fact that it, it feels like, like from what I played of the Vanguard beta, it's just Modern Warfare 2019 all over again. Like it with just with a World War II skin, like, like in terms of yeah gameplay feel and time to kill and how everything sounds. It's it's Modern Warfare. Like it's used not only is it's it's using the same engine, same everything. With, Call of Duty feels like it's coming to a, a breaking point, but sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, With, absolutely. That's that's top. That's a topic for another day, though. I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I think with Battlefield, because it's a two to three year project, it, you know, even though it's still basically the same game, like like if you get down to the real nitty gritty and just like sort of scrutinize certain elements, yeah, it's the same game. But not only does it come out every two or three years, but you have massive overhauls in the setting and how it feels and the time to kill like like the difference between battlefield one and battlefield five call of duty would never do that they never go as experimental as you know such short time to kill and making it really tactical and whatnot not battlefield 2042 feels refreshing is essentially what i'm trying to say here like it feels refreshing and it's fun ultimately you know and it it gives you those sandboxes to have you know those interesting and unique experiences in that you know you just can't necessarily get in any other game it's flawed yeah it needs a lot of polish and work but like i i'm not unlike some other games i'm not regretting my launch weekend purchase whatsoever same the the thing as well like Battlefield as a franchise has always strived uh, for scale. Hmm. Like they, you know, it's the biggest uh, battles, it's the biggest maps. Yeah. And a lot of the time, 
uh, I think that that's always that a lot of the time that's felt pointless. It's yeah. felt like, yeah, we've got the biggest maps, but okay, it's a big, it's a big map that kind of works in its detriment sometimes. In this game, it really feels like they've done, they've strived for that scale, and they've just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. The scale is an integral part of the game, and it's you know one of those moments that I was talking about uh, earlier is the start of every match. You start off a match and you spawn with your team, 128 players. Mm. And, you know, you look to your left, you look to your right. You've got all these uh, players just charging in, just running in uh, on this huge map and like just sprinting into battle. And you've got vehicles rushing past you. You've got helicopters taking off. And it, it feels like that big epic moment in like a movie where these, you know, these big armies are charging towards each other you know hmm. uh, it's like that moment in in endgame you know when they're charging towards each other it, and it's the first game that i've ever played that has those moments and pulls that kind of stuff off and it's all because of that scale yeah and i think they really finally did did that scale hmm. i've done that scale well that battlefield uh, is uh, such uh, a good game for james that he just praised marvel voluntarily <laughs> yeah that, that that's that's noteworthy um I, I, I also I, I, like just I, I just real quick before we wrap up I'm thing, sorry yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to just I'll rapid fire these because I just want to point them out You've got I missed the suppression me- okay, I yeah. missed the suppression mechanic Battlefield 3 I had a too. suppression I wish we had a mechanic, suppression where, mechanic for James thank you <laughs> uh, where you know like you yeah, 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 fire yeah, at an enemy and it suppresses them and yeah. gets their aim all out of whack yeah this game doesn't have that, so like I'm firing an assault rifle at the sniper uh, constantly, and he can still headshot me cleanly. Yeah, that doesn't like the the suppression mechanic was great for that. Hmm. The spotter position on tanks and other vehicles is possibly one of the best additions that this game has. Just like being able to ha- have a role in a vehicle that's not a gunner or a driver, and like being able to sit in because you know in previous games you'd have that third seat. And you just wouldn't be able to do anything. It's just transport. Mm. Um, but like just having that seat where you can spot enemies, it would seem boring, but it's actually a lot of fun just contributing and saying, you know, hey, there's a guy over there, shoot him. Mm. And also the last thing, I don't know if you noticed on the uh, the victory screen, they have uh, voice lines. So like you've got the, the top yeah, yeah, players yeah. Yeah. and they, they have voice lines that are selected by the players. Which is is fine. Some of them are quite comedic, but then you go into Portal, and Portal has uh, Battlefield nineteen forty two stuff in it mm. and characters. So when you've got Nazis on the victory screen going, "Well, well, well, that was fun," <laughs> it's it is really fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just generally don't think that video game should allow you to play as Nazis. It just seems like a bad idea. Yeah, it just yeah. seems like a bad idea. Especially when they go well, well, well. That I'm, was I'm, fun. I'm surprised Call of Duty of all games didn't go for that this year. To be entirely honest, but then I realized it was just so they could get players to buy microtransactions for different operator skins. So, um. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we all know how that goes. Uh, but, but um, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Just in general, we're both really enjoying the game. It seems James, James especially more so with with all the stuff that yeah. he had to say. <laughs> yeah, took up a thank you full thirty five minutes. Um, 
But yeah, yeah I just I, there was a lot of stuff that I really wanted. A to lot say. of yeah. No. Uh, so I would have cut it off earlier, but there was a, like a lot. I mean, I, I mean, to be to fair, lot, Halo is Halo, and Brilliant Diamond was Brilliant Diamond, so there wasn't a ton to say there. Mm, yeah. Fair, fair. Um, but listen, Seb, wake up, wake up, Seb, wake up, come back, because uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the Keelys. Mm. So the Game Awards, uh, they released their nominees. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, but what we're going to do now is we're going to break down the nominees and give our predictions for what we think is going to win each award. Mm. Uh, so we're going to start, we're going to kick it off with Game of the Year. So I'll, I'll tell you the nominees. Oh, going straight for the for jugular here. Okay. Game, going straight for the jugular here. We're going to really break this down. So the first uh, nominee for Game of the Year mm. is Deathloop. Mm. And then we have It Takes Two. Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Um, look, I- I'm going to be straight up. I think Deathloop has probably the best chance of I agree. getting it. Like, I think not only I want so it are, are we to predict win. To be clear, we're, pre- we're predicting what we think will happen, not what we want to happen. Well, we can, let's do, like, Whoa, okay. before, I'm just going to say, like, before we even predict, what do you guys think of this uh, list for Game of the Year? I th- like, what was your, what I was think, your reaction when they revealed it? I think. I was that, surprised It Takes Two is on there. And I, I, I think, love that game. I love that game. And I, was, I, I, was, I, I, I was very confident it was going to be on there. So so was I. Uh, it got, like, a lot of buzz. Yeah. I think Psychonauts 2 and Resident Evil Village should have been replaced by Forza Horizon 5 and uh, Life is Strange True Colors. Oh, no. You mm. lost me on the second one. But the first one, yeah. Forza should have been nominated. 100%. Yeah. I don't, I don't, um, I don't really... I, mean, I haven't played Psychonauts 2, but I definitely think Resident Evil Village deserves a nomination. I had zero expectation oh, yeah. Forza wasn't getting nominated, but because they never nominate certain genres. But yeah, uh, it deserved to be on there. It was the highest rated game. For sure. Among these games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could get into a whole thing about like yeah. how I'm not as hot as everyone else on Resident Evil Village, but Resident Evil Village, uh, I would have put Returnal over Resident Evil Village. But I think the, based on what I've heard about Returnal, I think that was the biggest surprise for me that's, that it yeah. wasn't on. I, I almost mentioned yeah, this earlier say, when I said overlooked games because not I wasn't overlooked shocked. in general, but overlooked. I wasn't shocked way. just because it was the buzz was more that it was surprisingly good, surprisingly good, not. Like that, it was game of the year. Like no one like said it was like, oh wow, this game. It's like, like I've seen a lot of people say. I've, it's I've seen no, I seen that. I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about like journalists and critics. Like I didn't. No, I've seen that. a lot of journalists and critics. Say it's I, game I haven't. Of the year. Like, reaction. It. it I think. That, I think it, it's the start. The, it started off pretty sloppy. Like it had a lot of problems in the beginning. They had to patch it in and all that. That didn't help. And, mm. and you know, there's, there's always a recency bias too to these awards and uh returnal came out earlier than most of these games so i don't know yeah i mean two of the games from the list just recently came out Deathloop and psychonauts 2 are very recent i just know how psychonauts 2 is i know how journalists think and returnal is one of those games that are too hardcore like you gotta look at games that like appeal to the most mainstream audience the most mainstream journalists and uh returnal was just too hard and a lot because the media was really anti uh they were anti that save system. Like there was no, they they were 
clamoring for that, like having a safe system in Returnal, and they never I got mean, it. To be fair, I think that I agree with them. I think that safe system, which yeah, but, right. But what I'm saying is like that was there was a huge bu- like negative buzz against that game because of yeah, the for sure lack of safe system. So I think I think the media just wasn't hot on it as much as some of these other games. Yeah. Like I said, these game these awards are very mainstream. So I knew I knew Psychonauts two was gonna make it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Deathloop uh, makes it. I wouldn't be surprised if Resident Evil won it. Uh, I, I, I fully expect I, Deathloop I'd be to win surpri- it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be surprised they, if they got ten. It got 10 out of 10, so... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's I just say Resident pick, Evil because think, it's, such a, it's such an established franchise at yeah. this point that it wouldn't be an unsafe yeah. move. As you guys know, the critics have the biggest say on this, uh, who wins, so... 90% like, of the mo- I think a lot of gamers are very lukewarm on De- Deathloop. Like, I, I think the general yeah, reaction to Deathloop has it. been very 7 out of 10-ish. And then and yeah. the critics are like, wow, this game is like one of the greatest games ever made. Oh, hmm. So it, it's very strange, like the reaction between critics and fans, because fans are not as hot yeah. on this game. But De- but like, and I was watching IGN, they're like, wow, this game's a masterpiece. I've never played anything like it before in my life. So I, I think Deathloop's going to win because of yeah. that. Hmm. Um, 100%. 100%. Because I don't think yeah, Ratchet and Clank like, stands or Psychonauts to revolutionize the genre. Or the, you know, Ratchet and Clank has what I would call the PlayStation factor. Yeah, yeah. Um, they there is a like if we're being honest, there's a slight bias towards those. Yeah, but um, I, I mean, it's I my number think, three. I don't think that's. I enough. think it's an excellent game, but I no, don't, for sure. I don't but I, I, I think it has win. that. I I think it's there are things to be said about how kind of vanilla it is it does it's not it doesn't have that shock value the death loop yeah or it takes two have so i i to be clear i want it takes two to win but i think yeah. death loop stands the best chance i think it takes two a zero chance i think I, there's always that indie game they put on there just to like have it on there that it never has yeah. any chance of winning uh they always do also that. just to point out uh three out of six nominees 3D platformers. Yep. Not bad for a dead mm. genre. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do we want to move on to the next topic so we don't spend, I was going to yeah, say, like yeah. two hours for sure. getting so what through I was, all of these? I think Game of the Year warrants that discussion. Yeah, but I think oh, for definitely. the rest of these, I'll pro- we'll probably just go to our predictions Pretty quick, rather yeah. than discuss them. Just all. quickly rapid fire so, through them. Well, I don't want to rapid fire through all of them, but we can go it faster. Most of yeah, them, for yeah. sure. So the next one is uh, best action. Like this one is not something I can rapid fire too. I can make a case for every single game on there. Yeah. So uh, the nominees for best action adventure <laughs> game are Guardians of the Galaxy, Ooh. Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil uh, Village. What's the favorite for this one? I <sighs> I feel um, like I'm good. I was going to say, I'm my pick would be Guardians of the Galaxy, just because Mine I feel too. the most strongly about that. But I, I can see any of these except maybe Village or Psychonauts winning. Honestly, like, like, like not to discredit Psychonauts at all, but I can easily see it being a close tie between Guardians, Metroid, and Ratchet and Clank. I, yeah. I think I'd probably personally go for Guardians out of these, but I think. If I if I was a betting man, I'd put money on Resident Evil Village. Yeah, mm. I can see that. I think just because it, it has it has the prestige. Mm. I mean, it was nominated for Game of the Year as well, so it's got that. I mean, so is Psychonauts, but yeah, it's got that going for and, 
So we're uh, so four or five of these. So I'm God it, damn it. I think it's between Metroid Dread and, and Ratchet and Clank. Uh, That's right. I forgot Dread was. Yep. I, I my, I, I my pick like is also my pick is also Guardians, but I mean like a, I could I could also see Ratchet or uh, or Resident Evil winning. I don't really I don't really know how good Dread or Psychonauts is. I think hmm. um, I think Metroid's gonna win this one. I don't know. I'm 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 so torn. I can I I can see Metroid winning just because you know like it it would make for the best story you know like oh the big grand return to a beloved franchise and yeah. it wins action adventure like but, I can easily see it winning on that. But line, it's but it's but, but this, this awards this awards are so mainstream and a lot of people don't play Metroid and Metroid's very hardcore. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. Ratchet and Clank's probably gonna get or Psycho. No. It's either Psychonauts two or Ratchet and Clank. It's going to be either one. I think yeah. I want to say I want to go. Ra- I want to. I want to go Ratchet and Clank. I would love it if Ratchet or Guardians won. If either of those won, I'd be super happy. If it was my yeah. personal pick, it'd be Metroid because Metroid is like masterpiece tire, and none of these other games are on that level, in my opinion. But like we said, Metroid is very hardcore. I don't see it winning. Mitch just had like a disgusted face. <laughs> it's, Metroid's like a ten out of ten <laughs> game, and none of the other games are, in my opinion. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to best action game. How I don't. How does that differ from best yeah, action adventure I'm game? Confused. I'm not sure. Um, um, it, well, I don't know. Pro- primarily focused on best, combat. Less adventure. Yeah. Less adventure. Yeah. Less adventure. I think this is where uh, Returnal. So, this is the uh, consolation prize for Returnal. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the nominees for best action game are Chivalry Two. Deathloop, Far Cry Six, and Returnal. So and back yeah, blood, please let yeah. Returnal win this. Do not nominate Far Cry Six. Uh, do not. Uh, why is Far Cry Six even here? I mean, it, it's in there because I. To be frank, I don't think many other games Who's came frank? out this year that are. <laughs> I don't want to say deserving of it, but like it probably fall into that category. Like, like this Far Cry I just Six hate does. A Ubisoft game getting nominated at all, but yeah, I, I hear. What I you're mean, it, it, it's you know, it's a, a necessity, I guess, in some points. But uh, Far Cry Six, I feel like I don't think it. Like, I don't see it winning action game at all. Like, yeah, it just seems Far- like they're yeah. to pat out the list. It's- but exactly that's what it is it's uh it's here because they couldn't think of anything else uh, like yeah. it, it's a game that's there to pat out the list it's gotten decent review scores it's just there to pat out the list yeah that's all it's there i i beat it but it was by no means great so no. it's, uh, it's it was uh, all right i i think i don't real... think any of us have played chivalry 2 right no i know no, of I it love... i know i know a lot about it i don't i never played it yeah yeah I've i heard, think i don't think it has it doesn't reel, have the but right played it it I doesn't have the notoriety win this award. Yeah, no, really I think it's between Deathloop I, and Returnal. Yeah, Go yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Sorry, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> were you going to say something? I don't know. No, look, I think Returnal. I think we all agree that Returnal is going to take this one home. I don't think Deathloop is going to take this one should. just because it's. I don't think Deathloop is going to take this one just because it's not necessarily an action game first and foremost. Like it's very much stealth and story and puzzle focused. Back for Blood, yeah, Chivalry, Far Cry Six, definitely not. Like I'd be legitimately surprised if they got the the award. I I feel like I I, I think it's like it's like Seb. Basically, I think it's like Seb said. Uh, I think if Deathloop wins Game of the Year, which has a good chance yeah. of doing, 
Returnal is going to get this one as a consolation prize. And, and, I, and, yeah, and, definitely and, and I also think if Returnal, I mean, if Deathloop wins this category, then I don't think it's going to win Game of the Year. I think, right. I think nah. something else will win it. No, definitely not. Uh, Best Art Direction is the next one. So we've got, uh, for this one, The Artful Escape, Deathloop again, uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank. I'm 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 very confident that uh, Psychonauts 2 will will win this award. I think think Kena should win win this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Psychonauts 2 won it. Uh, I mean, I was going to say, I haven't played Psychonauts 2 yet. I, I, I can definitely... Get behind that though. I'm I'm just bummed that Ratchet and Clank got the choice over Returnal because I think Returnal has some incredibly underrated art design. Honestly, like I think it's incredibly. I think it's, but I haven't I haven't played it, but I think it's ugly. Really? I, oh, I mean, I if you have a look at some of the creature designs, I think it's really pretty. Them, I, yeah, really, it's really a pretty. really pretty game. I and mean, I've only been the first two. Uh, the first two areas whatever they're biomes, called biomes yeah biomes yeah, thank you um but yeah they're really really pretty it gets incredibly so pretty by the end of the game especially and the boss designs are magnificent that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i think for this one we can discount ratchet and clank and the artful escape ratchet and yeah. clank because the art direction isn't that strong and no. the artful escape because it's going up against the big boys here. yeah yeah i agree uh, i think i think Deathloop could be a dark horse here. Yeah, yeah. that's what um, I was gonna say for sure. I also think Kena Bridge of Spirits. It doesn't have the most striking art style, but it has it, that kind of you know everyone's hyped about how it, it looks like a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. That's be. really all it has going for. I, I haven't played it, but like from what I've seen, that's really all it has going for it. But that's the thing. I don't think art direction has to be flashy. No. So I think it does stand a chance. I think sure. it's between Kena and Psychonauts too, and I think I'm very confident Psychonauts too will win this yeah. and i also think that's what that's what i would pick anyway because psychonauts 2 art style is just phenomenal it's it's so yeah. good i can buy that like that level that. that level that the level when you like with the uh all the colors was mind-blowing yeah all right yeah so what's the next uh, one right next one best audio design uh Deathloop, ratchet and clank rift apart resident evil village and returnal i think returnal probably wins this easily I, yeah. because I mean, of like 3d audio yeah yeah sure it. i agree sure. especially with the rain coming at it like the, way it the controller yep. yeah i mean I, I was gonna say it's between that and forza because i've heard some great stuff about the audio in that game but i think forza, forza, is, forza is not nominated for this though are we in audio design or audio design? yeah yeah i'm in best audio design i have forza right in front of me but Wait, where are you looking? Are you I'm looking, looking at the Google Doc. We're looking at. I'm looking at the Google Doc. There's only four of them. There's no. Oh no, I, I no, I've got. I don't know. I'll, if you go into the official website, Fours is here. There's five nominees. Fours is among them. Seb, did you mess up? No, I just copy and pasted from the website. Hang uh, on a second. Sometimes uh, I mess up. Can you guys copy paste things? Can you guys fill that here? I don't. I'll, I mean, I'll I wasn't going to spend. I wasn't. I wasn't going to spend but, an hour fact checking an article. Fair, but <laughs> I think. Yeah, no, I, I think Returnal is probably. I don't know. I, I mean, I hey, can't. Forza Horizon Five. Uh, sorry, Forza Horizon Five is nominated for this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But although Forza's audio, it, it's great. 
But I don't know if it like jumps out at me. Man, like, well, see, if you have if your car if your car is supercharged when you're driving down that road mm-hmm. and that supercharger whine kicks in, you know you're driving. Yeah, vroom, yeah, yeah. But Returnal, <laughs> but Returnal, like with the 3D audio, just was mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's between those two for sure. But Returnal maybe has the edge. Um, I hope it has the edge. Uh, best, it needs some recognition. Yeah, I would. I was best. Best debut game, uh, Mitch, since you're on the website, you can keep us right from now on, I think. Sure. Uh, best debut game, the nominees are The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. I, really so want, best I haven't played it yet, but I okay. really want Forgotten City to win this because I've heard a lot of good things about it, and it sounds really good. I I, I want to play it before we do the goatee stuff just so I can talk about it more, but... It sounds amazing from the reviews that I saw. It got really good reviews in a lot of places, nines and eights, and I think even a couple places, maybe give it tens. But yeah, it got really strong reviews. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can I can see that. I think, I think you know, in terms of like the indies here, I think the only one I have any real knowledge of and connection to would be Kana. That's my pick there. I don't feel I've heard like great things about pretty much all these games, but I, I'd say Kana yeah. would have my um bet to win. Is, Wasn't that's Sable? I think you, you can count Sable out because uh, its mad. reviews aren't as strong as the rest of these. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I, a honestly, lot, even Kana, I don't even think Kana is that strong. It's it's incredible graphics and. There was a lot of good parts about it, but that gameplay was really lackluster in a lot of in some mm. critical yeah. places. I think, honestly, I think you're looking at Valheim for this. Yeah, I agree with James. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I My people would not be, be surprised. People that, were all over Valheim yeah. in early 2021. All yeah. over it. It's between Kena and Valheim, but I think Valheim. Yeah, will, I would love for Forgotten too, City to win. This, had a but, yeah. m- bigger impact on the industry. <laughs> for sure. Okay, next one is uh, best family game. In other words, the, the, uh, the Nintendo reward award. The Nintendo Award, yeah. the honorary Nintendo Award. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've got It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, uh, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World, and Bowser's Fury. WarioWare, get it together. Ironically, It Takes Two is taking this yeah. home. It's the one non-Nintendo game. Well, I was going to say. And also, I... that's so funny, because, and I think Seb's about to say this, that's so funny because it's all about a couple getting divorced. <laughs> it's like a family about it's about a family yeah. breaking apart i mean not really breaking <laughs> apart but you know what i mean yeah it takes two to sure. win this yeah i see i think because I, I feel like all of all of the nintendo titles here are so i, I mean outside of i wouldn't 3D be surprised world, so if 3d world won in their genre yeah i, I feel all, like it's between you, 3d world and d takes two uh, but i feel like it takes two yeah. just has it over 3d world because 3d world Ooh. is a re-release you know yeah Sure. No. Can can you imagine the uh, God, the upset? Can you imagine the upset if it takes two beats Nintendo on four counts at its own award? I mean, none be- of these Nintendo none of these Nintendo games are like huge contender, like huge major games. Yeah, I can't see WarioWare like winning. Solid. I can't. I can't see Superstar. <laughs> if if WarioWare gets it, I, I would I will, love it if WarioWare won. That'd be so stupid. <laughs> It, it that doesn't have the same impact as the way it sounds because it, like, if, maybe if, if there was like a Mario Odyssey or a Breath of the Wild and it takes two beat that then yeah that's saying something but these games are not like yeah. it takes two yeah. almost got like a ninety on Metacritic and none of these other games are on that same level yeah yeah, yeah. even though they're all good yeah so all right, uh, it takes two best game direction uh, Deathloop 
Eight takes two, Psychonauts two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Returnal. This one's. I, th- this one's I fine. think. I think Deathloop gets this one just because I feel like it's. I agree. It's the most unique yet also cohesive out of these. Like that, you can tell with Deathloop, it's a coherent vision. If you get what I mean. Yeah. You know, like not only that, that was the biggest praise the critics gave it. Yeah. Just the direction. Exactly. So I feel yeah, like I think Deathloop is Deathloop. I think it one. takes two has potential. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like and, it's a nice follow up. I I kinda want Ratchet and Clank to, to win for my guy Marcus Smith. But uh I, 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 I feel like as the list goes on, it just becomes less and less likely for them to win. If you get what I mean. Like you yeah. have Deathloop, it takes two returnal psychonauts and then rift apart. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I would, I would love for it takes two or for Ratchet to win here. I, I would personally prefer Ratchet, but I haven't played Deathloop or something. Like I that, don't so. think. Look, I like if you've played Deathloop, you definitely see why the direction is just that good. Um, like, like I, I, I enjoyed Rift Apart. Definitely not as much as you guys, but I just. It, when I think of Rift Apart, I don't think of the game direction or necessarily anything. I just think of the gameplay and the guns and stuff. Uh, you know, like the yeah. it's definitely not Insomniac's best game direction. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of missing out on what direction is here because when I think direction, I think of like the writing and like the 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 path of the characters and stuff like that. I don't know if that's what direction. Means I mean, yet. like it, it, it kind of feels like a, a catch-all. Yeah, well, gameplay. Well, because like oh. as they said. On the website here, they have game di- like innovation in game direction and design. So, like when you include Deathloop's game design and level design into that, yeah, it, it, yeah, like level it, it clicks. It clicks. Oh, okay. It means like no, Ratchet yeah. Clank would be like you know, way it seamlessly transfers you to a different world without like any edits or like no loading screens and yeah, exactly. It, I guess if you want to put it in the context of like a director's job on like a movie. Yeah, I guess you could consider it like the overall vision for the game. Yeah, yeah, I think pretty much. I think it. I think it, it takes two's only award is going to be the best family game. I don't think it's going to get. I don't think it's going to win anything else. I I sure, kind of. Seems- I'm rooting for it to get other stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, you know, you know, like there's still other games that I reckon can take. Yeah, because it, it it didn't get nominated for best indie, which uh, mm. is surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So next up is, is Best Indie, and uh, the nominees are 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Cambridge of Spirits, and Lupiro. Who I think, so, for 12 um, Minutes? I think Death's 12, Door has 12 Minutes is definitely getting it. We all know that. <laughs> what, what <the laughs> we all love the, the we all love the, 12 Minutes? I, I was genuinely surprised to see it on here. They're probably struggling for indies. I don't know. Indies are all over no, the place. No, it's not. Bad. It's fucking 12, 12 there minutes are so many good indies some... that came out this year. 12 minutes oh. got a decent well, amount of praise from critics, I know. This is so why I think not... it takes it two. divisive. It takes two is going to win Best Family Game because they didn't nominate it for indie. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing is... Well, that, that's the, that's where the thing is because I was surprised not to see it. They tried to be fair, here. I guess. But I, I think there's probably on their definition of indie. I wouldn't be surprised if that store wins this. Technically, It Takes Two is published by EA, so that you could argue that makes it not indie. Yeah. And it's probably... We had that whole discussion about what makes a game indie. Still considered indie, though. Like, I would still consider Hellblade to be indie. I'd consider that double A as well. I would too, but it's still indie. 
Uh, yeah, but it gets, gets messy, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think the winner for this is Death Door. Got to win this. To I was gonna win. say, I feel like it, I, I feel would, like yeah. it's gonna be that Death game Door. Was like, like fantastic. That game is so good. Like I, yeah, I, Death Door probably win this. I, I feel like it would only win on the account that it's like a Sony public published kind of, and it's good looking. That's it. Yeah. Like, because, like, I remember, like, kind of got good reviews, but I don't necessarily remember anyone feeling especially strong about it to the point where it's like yeah. it would be weeks later and we'd still have clips yeah. and bits and stuff like everybody, going on to Twitter. Yeah. Everybody universally said that Kana's like an 8 out of 10. Why Death Store is like a 9 95. Yeah. Ironically, the only one of these games I've played currently is 12 minutes. <laughs> Well, there you go. So what should be the indie guy? Wow. <laughs> now I'm just playing. Uh, so, be- yeah, so best multiplayer game is the next one. Uh, so we have Back for Blood, It Takes Two, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, and New World. All right. It takes All right. I know I know everyone. everyone's going to disagree with me, or but I really want Knockout City to win this. It was the most fun I had playing multiplayer this year. I thought it was really good. Hey, this is this is me. best multiplayer, right? Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I was. I I can see. Yeah, I, I can see New World winning just on the count of Bezos. Mm. You know. No, I don't see it. I, at I all. can. I, I can see it winning, I, not because it of takes, its quality. It, I think it's. I think it takes Bezos. two is going to win this one. It takes two. But is yeah. walking away with this one. Yeah. yeah. Monster Hunter Rise. It, is a game of the year contender that didn't get nominated. I, but see, I played multiplayer wise. I, I played, played it takes themselves. two with Kim, and like I had way more frustrating moments than I had. Uh, good. I mean, I love that game, and she yeah. loved, and she enjoyed it a lot too. But yeah. I had way more uh, solid, consistent, good moments with Knockout City playing with other people than I did with yeah. it takes two. It depends. I guess it depends how you look at it. Like if you look at it in terms of like game, like <sighs> it takes two is probably the best. Like like you have the most fun with your friend playing it kind of game but on the other hand monster hunter rise is easily the best game in that in this category like monster hunter rise is almost like a 95 out of 100 kind of game it's just i don't think of it when i think of multiplayer though you know what i mean it's like it's the best game in this category but it's not like the, the first game i think of when i think of multiplayer i think that's it, it takes two so that's why i would pick yeah. it takes two. yeah yeah uh yeah it is the quintessential right. multiplayer. i wouldn't be mad if yeah, it takes two one but i would love it if knockout city won Okay, uh, so best narrative is the next one. Uh, nominees are Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, and Psychonauts Two. Uh, I didn't realize winner, how many fucking nominations Deathloop has. It's that almost certainly. Bar- at I this told point. you. This I don't like, think this, this is the big game. Of the, this is the big game of the year winner. I don't think yeah. Deathloop True Colors has to win this. I'd say it's between True, True Colors, Colors and to. Guardians. Honestly, yeah, I if, would love if, it if, if Guardians. No, won. I think I, I I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident yet. Psychonauts Two is going to win this because that game has a ton of story moments that are very dramatic and sad. And I, think, I mean, so does I think, True Colors. I think the media is going to love. So does them. True Colors. Psych- Psychonauts did not hit me anywhere near as much uh, as. I mean, I agree with you, but yeah. the, I'm talking about again, these are mainstream awards, and most people don't are into Life is Strange as much. Listen, so the, the best narrative is the most prestigious award that true colors could win having not been nominated for game of the year yeah that's i true. will be furious if it doesn't i don't win see it winning just because I, I don't think the media is into the life strange series as much as uh i mean they're into too, it which was a huge monster on game didn't, pass didn't nominated. life strange 2 win best narrative when it was nominated yeah 
I just it's just that it's just un- comparing it to the games up there though. I'm saying because life is I don't remember the narrative being as strong like in that category against Life is Strange Two was as strong as this list. I mean this list is these are game of the year contenders right here. Yeah, maybe. But like narrative, purely from like, uh, don't get me wrong. I don't. Uh, I'm totally fine with True Colors winning. In fact, that's what I would pick. But if I had to, if I had to predict, I think it would be Second Arts too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, best ongoing game is the next one. Uh, nominees are Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy 14 Online. Fortnite and Genshin look, Impact. Look, I don't care about any of these. I, I look, I, as someone as someone who, God forbid, is playing Fortnite on and off at the moment, I do think Oy. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um we no, volunteer no, no. to talk it's, to this man. It's gonna be Final Fantasy fourteen because that game took WoW's soul this year and it be it, when Asmund Gold went over there to Final Fantasy fourteen, they got a huge surge of players. That game was the talk of the town for the whole year. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. Uh, I, I was. Gonna, I mean, I was gonna. S- right now. Okay. Uh, Genshin Impact. Uh, kind of fell off the map. Yeah, that kind of fell off the map after last year. Like everyone talked about it for a while, and then yeah. nothing. Yeah. And no one's you know okay. Apex and Call of Duty. No one's t- for uh, Apex and Call of Duty Warzone. No one's really talking about because Battlefield Halo and the new Call of Duty's out. So I don't. I wouldn't pick those. Call of Duty, yeah. Call of Duty Warzone's pretty terrible. Like it, it's, and it's, it's probably the worst there. battle royale that I've played out of yeah that and Apex. It, it's the worst. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, no. This game. This is a, this is a category that's going to be flashed on the screen for five seconds, and then they're going to move on to. The next yeah, one. I can see that happening. All right. Uh, what right. next? Oh, this one's hard. The, uh, the next one's hard. Next one, best original. One of my personal this favorite really awards. Hard. Best original score slash music. Uh, they finally called it score slash music instead of I score and then having like trackless. Uh, the uh, nominees: The Artful Escape, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, Near Replicant. This, I'll just, I'll just uh, say this list is not. I, I do not like this list. It's very awful. I yeah. yeah. I think out of these, Cyberpunk should win. Mm. In my mind, but Guardians of the Galaxy probably will because yeah. of its track list. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is the best in that list. Guardians Guardians should absolutely win. Here's the thing is here's the, the thing. I yeah. here's the thing. I think they should have kept this to best. I know they nominated other stuff. I think they should keep this award in general to best score. Because yeah, otherwise, like you're giving it to Guardians of the Galaxy and you're saying, Congratulations, you successfully paid money to license <laughs> all these yeah. tracks. It's it's and, probably the definition of a pay to win. And how do you how do you not put life <laughs> yeah. is how do you not put life is strange in this category? Like life is strange had a phenomenal yeah. If it's soundtrack. from from music, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're gonna put Guardians uh, of the Galaxy in there with a with a track list of I'd, real I'd, songs, you, then you, yeah, you, you can make a case for life is strange. I mean, I'd honestly I'm say sure. put life is strange in Deathloop's place. Like it has some good tracks, but it's not you know game mm-hmm. of the year award game awards worthy. Although, what I mean. I think Artful Escape has a strong case too. I think that soundtrack is really good. So I yeah, right. and I would have nominated Death Store as well over Neil yeah. Near Replicate. What's next? Uh, oh, sorry. Next is uh, Best Performance. Uh, forgive me if I uh, butcher any of the pronunciations of these <laughs> names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we have uh, er- Erica Mori as Alex Chen in Life is Strange: True Colors. 
Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly as Colt in Deathloop. Uh, Maggie Robertson as Alcina Dimitrescu in uh, nice. Resident Evil Village. Nice. And uh, Ozzy. Oh, sorry, Ozzy Oma uh, Akana. <laughs> As uh, Juliana Blake in Deathloop, I'm really sorry. I, 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 think, I, think, but, I think Jason Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I would love this. it for it to be the voice actress of Alex or or Lady Dimitrescu would be amazing. I, I fell in love no, with Alex. I, 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 my, my pick would be Erica Mori because I fell in love with Alex. Yeah, I, 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 I voted for her as well. Yeah. I was going to say, I my vote goes for Jason Kelly. I don't know why Lady Dimitrescu's actor is in this. Like, she's she's good. But not that good, and and she's probably only uh, got it. She's, I disagree. I think I think her actress is legitimately very good. Not yeah, just I like, was very. I'm happy. Like, like, she's I like, yeah, no, like, there's an interview she's with good. her on IGN. Yeah, but I don't like. I think there's like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like um, whoever played Gamora, I feel like she should have been in Lady yeah, like, place because she was incredible I mean, in that game. I have no problem with do Resident Evil Village, but it's like why put Deathloop twice? You couldn't you couldn't find another game to add on there. You have to put two I mean they're from they're both really strong actors though. Like I totally get I'm not why saying they're, they're not but like in the running, yeah. It feels like they didn't know what to pick so they were just like oh, let's do two. I feel like Giancarlo Esposito is gonna win it though just because the game awards want that you know, industry cred. Celebrity. I mean, as yeah. somebody, yeah, celebrity. As, like as the same the thing happened in um, yeah. 2019 with um, Mads Mikkelsen in Death Stranding. I mean, he was or whoever. He won. was. He was very strong in it. Like I beat the game. He was. His performance was really. He was good, but really, like there were there really, were other really performances good. that year that I'm like, but, yeah, that's better. Like even Norman Reedus, I think, was better than Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, um, no, you lost in me. 2019. Oh, well, yeah. No, Norman Reedus didn't even Wait, say what? anything. He had no lines. The, the, look, the end. Mitch, the final Mitch, scene Mitch, of Death Mitch, Stranding Mitch, Mitch, alone. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. You lost me. You lost me. No, no, no. Princess Mitch, Beach. I'll, I'll, Mitch. Princess Beach. No. Mitch, I'm, I'm going to say this one time. Okay. Shut up. Oh, so, <laughs> I knew he was going to say shut up. I, I thought he was going to say shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I expected too. <laughs> it's going to change. No, 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 I, I stand by the had like three lines the whole game. You're wrong. He had no emotional range. Whatever. The USPS walking simulator. What's his name? What was the black guy's name in Death Stranding? Stranding. Oh, yeah. He stole Uh, the show. Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, He made me cry. Samuel Jenkins or Jones. Yeah. Yeah. That one scene made me cry. I saw it. Oh, yeah. He was. Yeah, he should have gone. He was a little over the top in places, but that's probably, you know, you're. That's just Kojima. That's Kojima. Yeah, that's his direction. That's good, Jamie. Uh, um, I, I think to come back to this one, uh, once again, I think Erica Mori should win. But also, uh, I, from what little I've seen of Deathloop, I think Jason Kelly as, as Colt Van yeah. uh, does a really good My job. Jason, Erica, but Jason, Jason's going to win. I know. I, I reckon sure. it'll be Giancarlo Esposito because that's just how yeah. it goes. But I think I, if we... Yeah. If we remove him from the equation, it's between Erica and Jason, a hundred percent. I just got a, I got a feeling this Deathloop's going to be um, this year's it's like Red Dead Redemption two, where it wins it's like most sweep. awards but doesn't win Game of the Year. I have a I feeling it's that, happening, one of the, like, that game. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna, so. I feel like this game's going to win like every award it's nominated in yeah. except for Game of the Year. I have that right, feeling. Also, I, I just want to, I just want to say as well quickly before we move on to something I know is no white guys on this list. <laughs> Video games have come a long way. Good job, everybody. Yeah. We've eliminated racism. 
There's a white lady. Uh, so yeah, the next. Things. Yeah, the the next one is best RPG. Uh, the nominees are Cyberpunk 2077, Monster Hunter Rise, mm. Scarlet Nexus, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, <laughs> and Tales of Arise. Like, this list is impossible. I was every. Impo- impossible in what way? Cyberpunk. If we take, 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 take Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk out because it's that no. game is not even close to the other games on this no. list. I it's mean, Tales of Arise, Nexus, yeah. Nexus I'm, I'm Monster Hunter Rise are all like nine out of ten, and Cyberpunk's yeah. Cyberpunk, like a six out. No, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, I didn't remind you guys. Cyberpunk, Look, Cyberpunk was my fourth. Tales of Arise is phenomenal. You're in, you're insane. <laughs> You uh, and Shin Megami from Tensei, the guy who thinks yeah, Norman yeah, Reedus is the one best Reedus performer. And I haven't, I, I know, I haven't, that's, that's I haven't exactly played Shin Megami Tensei yet, but I heard a lot of good things. So I, I don't, but I don't think it's going to win. It's too, it's just, it's too niche. But uh, I think it's between Monster Hunter Rise and Tales of Arise, and I think Monster Hunter Rise is probably going to win. Because Monster Hunter Rise, this is kind of, the, kind of its consolation prize because this was like arguably the best game on the Switch this year. It got like a nine out of ten yeah. on Metacritic, so yeah. it was a mon. I've, I, I, I would love it if Scarlet Nexus won, but I've got very little investment in this in this uh, category. Yeah. This, I guess, this, yeah. this, I guess this is the me category of all the four of the three. Yeah. Years, so I mean, maybe if I played Tales of Arise, but that's another fifty hours. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think Monster Rise is this is their like consolation prize for not even getting yeah. nominated. Yeah, even right. though I don't, I don't uh, think it's even though it's not really an RPG like. My first instinct would be more of a, I consider that more of a, I don't know, survival hunter, yeah. like so, action game. Um, What's next? Yeah, so we're, we're down to the last three awards now. Uh, the next one is Games for Impact. And the nominees are Before Your Eyes, uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, Shikari, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. I really can't do this one because I don't, I don't, I didn't play any of these games except yeah, this, I was going to say, I, this one is, tough i haven't i want to play chicory uh, but i haven't played it yet yeah uh i think before your eyes i think yeah yeah the, before your do eyes do you think it's gonna win i'm gonna i think it's gonna the, win. The, the industry, was the industry um, hot on it i don't remember it didn't get a lot of attention yeah but i remember in when terms Min-Max, of which game i remember when Min-Max in terms of talked which, about it, it, it they were really hot on it in terms of which game has the best emotional impact in its narrative and is the most thoughtful in the emotional impact that it delivers i think like i'm is a toss-up between life is strange true colors and this but i think and i haven't played any of the other ones but i think before your eyes just takes it between those two and i have a hard time believing that any of the other three are as impactful as before your eyes i don't know i mm. I, I would just say life is strange because it's the only one i played and that one had a huge impact on me yeah. As they always yeah. do. For sure. Uh, right. Next one is innovation in accessibility. The nominees are Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Veil if, Shadow of the Crown. I have a feeling, I think, I think Forza has this unlock. Honestly. I wouldn't be Yeah, the surprised. thing is, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I'd say that it has Ratchet and Clank, actually. I feel no, like I wouldn't be surprised if be. Ratchet got this, but I don't know the, I don't know the accessibility stuff for Forza. But this is, this is tough because I feel like in previous years, since they've introduced this award, we've had big games that have been praised for like, oh, wow, look at the cool stuff they're doing with accessibility yeah. that's new. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart kind of just does the same thing that the other, like the, like the Last of Us Part 2 mm. has done and stuff. Like I, it, it does, it, those are great things, 
I don't know if I'd call it innovation in accessibility. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I don't think, and I wouldn't. I don't think I've, I. I don't know if I'd say that for any of these. Is the thing? Yeah. No. I just think. I, I think. Feel, I, I think the Xbox has the momentum with the accessibility with with all the you know they they're the first company you think of when it think it comes to accessibility. I think, and then Forza yeah, has that. The, uh, can drive, it, it, there's so many options on Forza. Like there's tons of options. You can literally it drives it yeah. for you, kind of thing. So. Yeah. I, yeah. So I think Forza is going to win this. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, the last one before we round this out. Most anticipated oh game. Uh, the nominees: Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden, sorry, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild sequel, before, and Starfield. Before we even start, I'm just gonna say this: more, it's most likely four of those games are gonna be in my top five next year. <laughs> so this yeah. is like this is this is. This is basically next year's game of the year. This is award. this is God of War. It's God of War for me easily. God of War yeah. was my game it's, of the generation. Like, I mean, I'm very excited for Horizon, but it's God of War all the way. Yeah, God of War. Oh, it, I mean, I don't, God I don't, of, I don't God care of about Elden Ring, and I don't care about the other two either. No, God of War won game of the year in twenty yeah twenty eighteen. So it, it's it's got to be most anticipated game here. Hundred percent. No, the the winner is Elden Ring. But El- El- you guys, I, no, I, I didn't say what Elden I was going to say. I didn't say what's going to win. I said uh, I. Th- I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I know, but I, I'm, I'm sticking behind Ragnarok because, like, I am Elden well. Ring's anticipated, but it's also so close that, yeah, like. It, well, it, here's it, the thing know. as well, though. Actually, I think God of I've War is going to win. Anyway. I've just had a thought. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, uh, that's Ooh, dangerous, James. Well. Elden, control Elden Ring. Elden Ring is where my mind goes for this category because mm. it's the one the players are talking about. I don't about. But the critics vote for this award mm. and the critics the critics have already played anticipate Elden Breath Ring. of the Wild sequel. Many have played already Elden Ring. It literally doesn't even have a fucking title. Breath of the Wild is going to win this. I, th- I, th- I think oh. I agree. Breath of the Wild is, is like one of the highest rated games of all time. It was like a 97 on Metacritic. You know, it's one of the most, it's, it's one of the most, if not the most yeah, beloved open world I think games. Breath of the Wild is going to win this. Uh, and I, I'm totally fine with that because Breath of the Wild is, is a masterpiece, but it's like, but every game on this list is just, is like even Starfield. Like I'm a huge Bethesda open, like Sky, I'm a huge Elder, Elder Scrolls and Fallout fan. So this is like right up my yeah, alley. I, I, so, Starfield, it's just not in this, along with yeah, go ahead. I think it doesn't belong in this along category. Star, Starfield and Horizon Forbidden West are the two that I'd toss out. Yeah, Starfield, yeah. Starfield Absolutely. because Bethesda has lost so much trust. Oh yeah, uh, of course. And Horizon Forbidden West because it like Horizon Zero Dawn was a great game, yeah. but it was like a it was a generic kind of open world game. It also had a generic. It can't party with the big was? boys here. Uh, Horizon for, uh, Zero Dawn. Uh, I don't want to say had a generic but, title, but it's you know, not. I would not say generic, but it's not in the same category <laughs> yeah, as Breath of the Wild or God of War. Y- no, yeah, no. exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think Elden Ring, God of War, and Breath of the Wild are in their category of their own. But yeah. I am, I am really excited for Starfield and Horizon. But I think this, I think it's really between God of War like, and, and Breath of the Wild, and I think Breath of the Wild is going to win this. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't see. Starfield winning at all just because it's Bethesda and Bethesda have, I mean, one, it's Xbox exclusive, which usually, you know, like, is like, it's not a bad thing at all, but I think it, you know, like by limiting it to about half the console player base, roughly it, you know, 
sort of lessens its anticipation for some people a lot. And not to mention, as it's Bethesda, the same people who put out Fallout 76 and a bunch of other crappy stuff. So I don't think, like, I'm sure it'll be, you know, the people who are anticipating it will enjoy it a lot, but I don't see it having as big mainstream appeal, especially compared to these other ones. I just don't see it having that appeal. Oh yeah, I it doesn't it doesn't really. I mean, it, I think it deserves to be in this list, but I don't think it's in, even in the same no no like, category like it, it, as it's them. kind of like a consolation prize almost. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's Breath of the Wild. I think Breath of the Wild is easily going to win this, even though God of War is my pick, but. Yeah, I'll, I'm excited I'll for both. So, yeah, that's my that's probably gonna be my one and two next year. If when it's all said and done, if Breath of the Wild does come out next year, who knows? Mm-hmm. Honestly, <laughs> I feel uh, I, right. Well, that's, I feel confident. Yeah, that's the last award. Um, <clears throat> so I guess it's time to wrap up the show. We've, this is an extra long one. It is yeah, our I last normal one of the year, though. So I think that's appropriate. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, same. Um. But yeah, I guess there's nothing else to say other than that's all from us. Uh, so we'll be back. No, sorry, we won't be back. <laughs> sorry, the script. I haven't changed the script. Uh, we won't be back next week with more impressions on so the latest news stories. Mm. Um, but the next thing you'll see from us is the uh, the game of the year uh, reactions. Sorry, not the game of the year. The Keelys. Yep. We'll be doing reactions to the Keelys. Mm. So look forward to that. That's going to be a hell December of a time. December 9th. Uh, December night. Uh, December we'll be there, and we hope you'll be there. I think it's like eight o'clock. I believe it's going to be a late one. Yeah, uh, they usually go for about three hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys are ready. Strap in. Mm. Um, but then after that, we'll have the game of the year videos. That's the next podcasty stuff you'll see from us, uh, and then we'll be back in the new year. Uh, so yeah, remember that you can give this a thumbs up if you enjoyed the show on YouTube, uh, and you can give us a rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to the audio version and you enjoyed it there. Uh, So with that said, we hope you have a fantastic week and uh, we won't see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye from Activism Blizzard City. Don't fuck yourself. Goodbye. (laughs)